0: Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. What do you think about sandwiches versus tacos?
1: Versus tacos? No, no, sorry.
0: the The, the question is is posed that
1: is a taco a sandwich? Sorry, is a taco a sandwich? Yes it depends on the material that's used. Mm. I think if it's a hard shell taco, it's not a sandwich. If it's a soft shell like a, burri- a burrito mm-hmm. or like a like, like a, a soft shell uh, wrap, yeah, then it, I I'd consider it a sandwich. You would consider a wrap a sandwich? I consider a wrap a sandwich. Right. Interesting. Yeah. What about a doner? A doner? No, a doner shawarma? Shawarma? I don't well, I, I don't consider that is- because it's it's one piece. Oh, I guess a I guess burrito is one piece. <laughs> it's now. the same I thing. I just contra-
0: yeah. contradict A that sandwich said. is two. True. Unless it's an open-faced sandwich, which makes no sense. Why is it still is. a sandwich? I don't think an
2: open-faced sandwich is a sandwich. No. That's just stuff on bread. It's just stuff. There has to be some, some sort of, like, compression. Yeah. It needs to be, like, a self-contained thing that you can pick up. I think the pickup ability is a, mm. a major factor in a sandwich. The handheldedness, which puts points in the wrap slash burrito being a sandwich argument, which I disagree with. I think it's a separate
1: thing. You, you've changed my mind. I you you've <laughs> convinced me to convince myself that burritos are not sandwiches. That's tacos are the not easiest thing
2: I've done all day. Thing. <laughs>
0: awesome. Okay. So, what about a hamburger?
1: A hamburger is a sandwich.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it when people answer these questions.
1: They're so fun. <laughs> Two pieces of bread and then something in between. That's a sandwich. That's a sandwich. Okay. So, one... Sorry, yeah, I think we're about to
2: ask the same question. I don't think because so. Because the common, you know, the one that everybody asks is a hot dog a sandwich. A because hot dog's a sandwich.
1: Technically, there, it, it is one piece of bread. Like, technically, however, if you were to take, like, a hamburger bun, a hamburger bun's one piece of bread that you cut in two
2: yeah i mean technically a loaf of bread like a like a slice of bread is just from a loaf of bread but yeah yeah
0: i have Whereas, seen those videos where they just take the whole loaf of bread and cut a, a, a chunk out of it and put everything in there and eat that <laughs> which is silly because that's a waste of bread but sorry you were gonna say something
1: no no i wasn't gonna say anything wrong. yeah that's well, just a
2: sub like, that's what a sub sandwich yeah. is oh yeah i guess so it's like a loaf of bread that you cut yeah, lengthwise. yeah. just like a hot dog Exactly. So it's a sandwich. Is a sub? I guess it depends where you get the sub. Quiznos sub. Oof. Is that a good oof or a bad oof?
0: Uh, I don't know. I just said it for effect. <laughs> but I'm not really a sub guy, so I don't. Oh, I don't okay. really have. I. Perf- Do you prefer Quiznos or Subway? If I'm gonna go for a sub sandwich or a sandwich similar to that, I will get in my truck. And I will drive to the nearest Subway or Quiznos. <laughs> then I will realize that I don't really want a Subway sandwich or a Quiznos sandwich. And I'll go to the burrito stand or the sushi restaurant that's probably in the same strip mall.
2: You just won an Olympic gold medal in dodging the question.
0: Sure did. <laughs> uh, I would probably say Quiznos.
2: Quiznos, yeah. Yeah,
0: just because I there's some uh, of the uh, what the Subway has done in the past that I'm not a big fan of.
2: Um but the whole Jared debacle—is that? I don't actually know what that is. Oh, okay. No, I hate Subway for other completely different reasons. <laughs> All right. Um, well, they're a pretty hateable company after uh, <laughs> what happened with Jared.
0: I apparently, yeah, yeah. I didn't really pay attention to it at the time. I just know everyone talked about Jared from Subway for a long time, yeah. and I—it sounded bad, but I never looked into it. Oh, it's bad. It, you can
2: continue being on your Quiznos train and feel good about yourself. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sure. I is that is it a controversial thing or?
2: Uh, it,
1: it was like he was caught with CP, right? <laughs> I think it was ki- like kids as well. Like he. Oh, it was like assaulted oh, mm. as actual salted kids. Actual well. action, yeah. yeah. And it's. Like I'm trying to avoid saying. Yeah, no. buzzwords in the yeah. first five um, minutes. <clears throat> cheese pizza, I think. So. Anyways, <laughs> yeah.
0: Welcome to the modern rustic. <laughs> we are we are joined today by not east, not north, not south, but Westley.
1: Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. You're the
2: only Wesley that I've ever met that spells it with a T. I know you had no say in
1: the matter. Uh, Well, you know, it's up for debate. Yeah. 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 No.
0: We actually, we were talking before you got here about, I was, I said, okay, do you get offended when people say Wes or Wesley instead of, and they don't say the (laughs) T?
1: And he said no. No. So. It's happened all my life. They always forget the T. Anytime that I'm like at the bank or like dealing with government, they'll be like, uh there's no T in there. I'm like, no, there's there's a T in there. <laughs> They're
2: telling you how to spell <laughs> yeah, your you name. Know? <laughs> yeah. It's like
1: I've given you my ID, you can look at it. And it's like <laughs> No. I
2: get it. I get <laughs> it. My I
0: I can probably no, what am I trying to say here? Um It's about half and half where I get my name and there's one L. It's two yeah. S's, two L's. Two right? S's, two L's. Yeah. yeah. Russell. No. But everyone spells it either one l one s or it's s l e which is i get S-L-E. that sometimes yeah like, like nestle i don't like that like um,
2: r-u-s-t-l-e like, like russell the russell. feathers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so oh, I,
0: occasionally i get that um and then there's just some people that call me rusty right away which is <laughs> cool sometimes but it's it's like when you're when your name is, like, Dustin, and it's like, oh, hey, Dusty. I'm yeah. like,
2: what? What? No. I mean, Rusty kind of
0: suits you. It does. Yeah. I, I get that a lot, actually. But some people just always called me Rusty. Yeah. And it's an interesting... They'll just. It's interesting that some people just jump to that right yeah. away. Instead of saying, oh, hey, what's your name? Oh well, I'm like, Russell. They're like, oh, man, it's so good to meet you, Rusty. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're going there, I guess. We're going there.
2: How long, when you guys meet somebody, do you wait... To start calling them a nickname. Like, if you meet a Michael and they introduce themselves as Michael, how long do you wait before you start calling them Mike? Or Mikey?
1: Almost immediately.
2: Almost immediately, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll I'll do that thing where, like, if I'm not sure what your name is, I'll just be like, hey man, or hey dude, like, what's (laughs) up? Yeah, of course. Uh, But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I'll... Like, if it's a a name like Michael, uh, or... I don't like know. Like Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I, Thomas, I'd probably refer to them as Thomas, not yeah. Tom. Cause like Tom or like Tommy just feels like I'm treating them like yeah. a little kid. Whereas yeah. Mike is a little more like acceptable. It's still an yeah. adult name. There's no Y at the end. So you're not, it's like not the
0: kid name. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, th- I have a close friend. His name is Thomas and nobody I know calls him Tom. Like, hmm. His parents don't call him Tom. It's Thomas all the time. Right. So yeah, Thomas might be a bad example. But
0: it's yeah, it's interesting that some people are fine with like Tommy or Jimmy or Larry or whatever it is with the Y because you get that, and then they never change it as they get older. To be like, hey, it's it's now it's Jim, right? Now it's Tom. Now it's whatever it is, right? I don't know what the, Larry,
2: uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like Larry better than Lawrence, I'll be honest. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if I but if I met a Lawrence and they were like, Hi, my name is Lawrence, I don't think I would call them Larry until Never. I heard no. several other people call <laughs> yeah. them Larry. You have to
0: know it's socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or else you would wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. Same with Robert and Bob. Yeah, that's a Why jump. why why? Yeah. When did someone come up with this?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or Richard and Dick?
0: Mm, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Oh. The uh, the bassist in my band, No Faith and Fortune on Spotify. Um, his name is Richard William, mm. which if you shorten that, that is Dick Bill. And that is all we call him. His name is Dick Bill from here on out.
0: That is too priceless to what? pass up.
2: <laughs> yeah. And like, so I am, I think this is actually the first time i said this on the podcast, but I am expecting a child. What? I'm going to be a father. Um, wow!
0: Congratulations.
2: Yeah, you knew. I know, but for the for fans,
0: the f- I'm congratulating you on behalf
2: <laughs> of our fans. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it picking a name is hard, man. Oh, like because you got to think of all the nicknames. You got to think of all the playground names. Mm. And like, it's hard. How kids are gonna twist it? Exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. 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 And like, I feel like I think of everything, and my wife is just like, like it's never gonna happen. <laughs> it's never gonna happen they're not gonna call him that don't worry about it but clearly like, you've
0: never been a 10 year old boy it it happens yeah.
2: every day 100 and it happened to her growing up like her, yeah her name got twisted so many mm. different ways but no yeah. it's yeah it's tough it's
0: really tough i've thought about like what i would name a kid if i had one and ugh, there's a couple of good ones but and then and then you have a, a fun one a great one and then you meet someone with that name
3: and <laughs> then you, you
0: don't like that person anymore and they like stay in your life or something and like, oh come on now it's ruined and then or if you know someone and then you meet them and then they stay in your life then they think that you named your kid after <laughs> them yeah and it's like no i already had it planned before i even knew you forever they're gonna think oh you named it after your third cousin oh that's crazy or your your new boss oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
2: we yeah. had the name uh, matthias picked out for a really long time for a boy we really liked matthias because we really liked for like for a nickname maddie like that's kind of cute you know hey little maddie Yep. uh the vocalist in my band his name is maddie oh, so man. it's like it's just out the window <sighs> so, so we cool. had to start from square one Square. That's a good... No, that's a bad name. That's a weird, really bad name. <laughs> that's a bad name. Yeah.
0: Juan is okay. It,
2: but, okay, so that actually brings up a good point. Please. Which is, uh, we. so the name we have picked out for a boy is Sebastian. <gasps> Great name. Yeah. I like that. I like it a lot, too. Uh, my sticking point with it, though, is How do you that spell it? I don't think there's other ways to spell it. You can spell S- a. <laughs> um Yeah, my sticking point with Sebastian is that I believe that Sebastian is typically a um, like a Latin American
3: name. Ooh.
0: Like it's
2: mostly like I, I'm trying really hard to use the politically correct terms, but like okay. it's a Mexican name. It's a it's like a Latin, Hispanic. Uh, Hispanic. Okay. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. I'm Below looking the for, equator. Yeah. yeah, but like I, I Google or around it. the equator. I googled famous Sebastians or like the I looked up the demographic for people named Sebastian mm. and like in regards to race and it seems like it's about 50/50. Like okay. there are yeah. white people named Sebastian. It's but something yeah. like Juan. I you can't as two white people. My wife and I can't name our kid Juan. You can. It's... I don't think it would be okay.
0: <laughs> I my well I'm not going to never mind. I'm going to say it cuz I can't say the name on the podcast, but I know someone who is has a very different ethnic name and it's totally fine.
2: Yeah, it happens, but it's always like... Uh, Like, (laughs) do you guys know who Tom Segura is? I've heard of him. The stand-up comedian? Is he
0: the Two Bears, One Cave guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. him
2: and Bert Kreischer. Um, He has a funny bit where he talks about going into a hotel and people thinking that he's Japanese based on his last name. Like, Segura kind of sounds a little bit Japanese. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you guys think that that's okay? Like, for two white people to name their baby Juan?
1: I think if the name has meaning to you then it would be okay like if if you had a friend named Juan that right. you were wanting to name yes, your, your for sure. kid yeah. after but I, I i think there is uh limits to it yeah. like you can't just be like oh i i like the name Juan so i'm going <laughs> to yeah. use it yeah yeah at, at least in my mind yeah
0: i do know that some people choose a different, uh, type of name because they want, like, someone like, uh, if they want to name their kid Mark, but they don't want to name their kid Mark because, or hard. they already know a Mark or something, yeah. then they'll name it Marco or, or like Carlo and Carlos and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So they're they're looking for a, a more interesting way of using that name because nobody's gonna name their kid Carl. It's, I would I probably wouldn't do that. That's yeah. Doesn't seem like a great idea. But Jimmy Carlos ruled
2: that, ruined that name, right? Yeah.
0: But Carlos, that's a cool name.
2: Yeah, it's not bad, right? Yeah, I already know a Carlos, so. Well, just
0: as an example,
2: right? Or no, I know a Carlo, not a Carlos.
0: Again, Carlo, drop the S. Boom, different name completely. You got a name. And then, like, if you want to name your kid, uh, I didn't have anything else after that. <laughs> that's I'm done.
1: What do you think, Wesley? I I think, uh, like, back to what you were saying before about your uh, bandmate being Maddie and you wanting to name your kid Matthias. Yeah. I think that is is okay, because, like, the the kid's name would be Matthias, not Maddie or Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that when you pick a name,
2: I'm just speaking from personal experience, while we've been trying to pick a name, we... Have been thinking, like the nicknames have been the deciding factor. Oh, right. like okay. if we're going to name our baby so and so, what are we going to call them for short? Mm. Ah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you just pick a name that only has one or two syllables? Then you don't have a nickname? I mean, like that's Scott an option. Or something like but that? there's
2: only so many of those names. Yeah. And I think that they get overused. Like, there's probably so many Scots in the world. There's, Scott,
1: Mark. There's enough Scott. Tim. Uh, <laughs> I guess Timothy's. So, yeah. So what would be the shortened version of Sebastian then? Like either Seb? yeah, Seb. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. which actually <laughs> it's from uh, La La Land. If you remember, oh, okay, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You should. It's yeah.
0: pretty good. Did it win the Oscar? I can't remember.
2: <laughs> I can't remember because that one was the year where they announced the
1: wrong winner.
2: Oh Moonlight. yeah, Moonlight
1: won, and then they said it was La La. Land. Oh right. That yes, the, they said right it was La key. La Land, but it was. But actually, it was actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: It. Who was that? Steve Harvey.
2: No, it was um
0: Ew. Oh, Steve Harvey did the Miss Universe one. He, he said the wrong yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. It was
2: oh, I'm I can't remember. I can't... was it Dick Van Dyke? It was somebody no, like that. No, no. no it no. was like old Hollywood royalty. Mm. I remember that. It was it was an old man and an old woman. Like Julie Andrews? I don't know. I can look it up. Please. Yeah. I didn't I didn't bring my
0: phone with me.
1: Yeah, Sebastian is uh, Dick, Dick Van Dyke.
0: (laughs) Or Van. I already
2: know a dick, Bill.
0: Like the guy from Reba. Best show ever, folks. Watch Reba. If you argue with me on this, you can email me at themodernrusticpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at themodernrusticpodcast. But uh, Reba is great, and you all should watch it. And it's
1: an underrated sitcom. I'm going to have to follow you on Instagram so I can argue with you about that. Well, what's (laughs) worse? What's better Uh, than Reba? Uh, for sitcom? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, How I Met Your Mother is a better. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Hot yeah. take, hot take. I think we talked about How I Met Your Mother. We
0: talked at length on our newest episode that just dropped uh, <laughs> No Time
2: to Die a Log. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's a good title. Yeah. I haven't even seen that. Just to close the loop, uh, the presenters were Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. Never.
0: I, I, I know that. who Warren Beatty is.
2: I yeah. think. Oh, man.
0: Anyways. Did you guys see the the Will Smith slap today? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna
2: say we got to bring it up because it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fresh. a it's talking point.
0: It's fresh. Uh, I laughed. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but it was pretty funny.
1: The number of memes I've seen <laughs> so, today many. It, so, so many, so so many. The stocks are going crazy in the meme. <laughs> There's market. like
2: thirty NFTs already oh, in yeah. this thing. It's nuts, and it was like instant too. Like, because we were all here last night playing Starfinder yeah and shout out to
0: Starfinder great game love you guys
2: it's a good game yeah go Paizo um I went home and checked my phone Mm -hmm. and it was just like Will Smith Will Smith Will Smith Will Smith it was crazy yeah Yeah. Yeah. my Instagram feed today is just look at this Will Smith thing
0: oh Will Smith apologizes and then it's his apology and then there's some people with opinion pieces on the Will Smith thing what is this (laughs) like and yeah. then I watched the video, I think two or three times, because <laughs> yeah. then I'm, because then I did what they wanted me to do, and I, wa- I watched all of the the highlights because yeah, it's like, oh, watch the highlights, and then Will Smith is in there slapping the guy at the end. Great, <laughs> yeah,
1: great. I, when I got home, I had opened up YouTube, and it was just like people within like thirty minutes had already come out with like breakdown videos of, like, how Will Smith, like, swaggered up there mm-hmm. and just, like, slapped, like, oh, he leans back and he turns into it, that's the <laughs> ideal way you want to <laughs> slap someone, and, like, <laughs> giving tips how <that laughs> to slap people, yeah. yeah, and then they're, like, oh, and look at Chris Rock, just, like, perfect reaction, oh, you know, he, he took that slap like a yeah. champ, uh, and then his, like, speech afterwards, and they they're going o- on about that, it's, like, wow, just, it like, was- The instant it happened, it's crazy. Like watching the video. If I
2: was in, excuse me. If I was in Chris Rock's situation, standing there, walking Will Smith, or watching Will Smith walk up to me, I wouldn't have seen it coming. Because I think if I'm slapping someone, there's a big wind back and like a a big rotation. But he's just like out of nowhere, just like slap.
0: Well, I mean, this guy is trained (laughs) to slap people. Like, he's done this before. Holy clearly.
2: God. Clearly. That was a perfectly executed slap.
0: Yeah. It's that's crazy. not, a, like, a domestic violence thing. That's just...
2: I feel like he's just... He's
1: it, no It was part of his training for suicide. Yes.
0: There, that's what was I was like, getting at. Yeah. Yes.
1: He was playing Slapshot, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's just got a hockey stick and a helmet.
1: <laughs> Hanson Brothers jersey on his back. Yeah.
2: He actually does kind of look like a hockey goalie. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like the white mask.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, that would
0: be that would be a great addition to the Suicide Squad. I would love that.
3: Oh.
2: But is, are we all on the same page on the Will Smith Chris Rock? Do we want to do opinions? Do we want to get into it? I want your opinion on this.
0: Do you think it was actually legitimate? Okay. Because I wanna yeah. Because I have heard multiple people say that is fake. That was totally staged.
2: I don't believe that it was. No. I think there's a lot of Pretty subtle markers that point to the fact that it was not. Okay. Things like, (laughs) like if you watch the video where, because when it aired in the U.S., a lot of it was actually cut out. They were able to cut out a lot of what happened before Mm. it hit the States. But in Australia and I think Japan, the unaired uh, sequence of events aired, Mm -hmm. or uncensored sequence of events aired. So when Will Smith says what he said to Chris Rock, shouts Mm. it from his seat, uh, that didn't air in the U.S. That only aired in Australia and Japan. Really? So that means, like, if it was planned, then why would they cut it
1: out of the U.S. feed and not other feeds? Hmm.
2: Good point.
0: Good
1: point. I I think the other uh, thing to mention is uh, like, Chris Rock's reaction afterwards. Yeah. Had it been, like, staged or planned, uh, he, like, you can kind of tell, like, even when, like, actors are on their A-game, when it's real or when it's fake. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Rock, like, he kept he kept looking to the side off-camera, off off-stage, <laughs> off yeah. to see, like, are we gonna continue? Is this yeah. gonna proceed? And then, he, like, just his reaction and, like, regaining his composure after the slap, I... He yeah. recovered real oh, quick. Yeah. He, he already re- had re- a
0: snappy comeback. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was he impressive. was ready for it. So that's, yeah, like, some people have that argument, like, oh, he already had a comeback planned, he was, it was a script, he was supposed well, to do he's, it. He's
2: a professional comedian. Like, yeah. That's yeah. his job, yeah. Yeah. is to react to the room, and yeah. unfortunately the room is slapping him in the face. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I can see why people would think that because it did exactly, whether they staged it or not, it did exactly what they wanted yeah. it to do get people to watch.
2: The yeah. Oscars. Yeah.
0: Because I didn't even know it was on. Yeah,
2: I didn't know it was last night until I woke up, like, yesterday morning. Like, yeah. And the Oscars used to be, like, a big Huge. deal to me. Yeah. Like, my family would always get together. We'd do a big party, do a bunch of, like, appetizers and stuff. And we would do bets. Like, we would oh, all, yeah. like, you know, check <laughs> off a list on yeah. what we thought. I went. Uh, I did a perfect score one year. Wow. Really? Uh, every single category I guessed correctly. Dang! And I will take the bragging rights for that. What year? That was. Oh, I can't even remember now. I could probably find it on my phone somewhere, but yeah, it was definitely before Lala La Land Moonlight Fiasco. Mm. But yeah, I don't remember exactly what year it was. But
1: cool.
0: Are you uh, an awards show guy? Was
1: it? No, no. Are you a movies guy? I I like movies. I yeah. mean, I I think in the modern era, like everyone watches movies. But yeah um yeah except for for our
0: second guest of the podcast victor shout out to victor we love you man i'm gonna see you soon we can't wait to have you back on so we can talk about birdwatch
2: (laughs) yeah have you back on so that we don't just spend the entire time talking about how you haven't seen a movie
0: (laughs) it's true we ragged on him a little bit hard and and it's the we cleared the air we're all good you know we're tight but uh man I want like a redemption episode yeah. where he, he just like talks the whole time cuz he loves bird watching.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is another very interesting thing that yeah. I know. It fits with the modern
0: rustic, you know, philosophy. Yeah. It's and bird watching is like there's a lot of drama right now in bird watching. Is there Oh yeah, it's like very, going very like woke and uh, there's all this controversy and they are changing all the rules and they're trying to be more inclusive. Huh. I'm like guys, we just want to look at birds.
1: Oh, bird <laughs> like,
0: watching. Like <laughs> Don't make this like a political thing. Just, we want to look at birds. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, he'll tell you all about it. But, uh,
1: sorry, back to your. No, no. All good. Um, Yeah, no. Oscars, uh, you know, any of the, uh, what's it called? Egot stuff. Oh, yeah. What is that? Egot is Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: I met a Tony the other day. She was nice. She? Yeah. Wow. It's always nice when you. Is, is that a big deal? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I mean... You don't see a lot of Tonys, female Tonys. No, I went to high two. school with
2: one, but that's probably the only one I've ever met. It's always with an eye. Same person, okay. small
0: world. Oh, That'd be weird, because she was not your age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you know, don't judge. Some people learn at their own pace, okay? So yeah, 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 it's Fair true.
0: enough. <clears throat> she was a mayor, actually. She was great. Oh, she my.
1: was a mayor? She is a
0: mayor. I probably shouldn't say too much about her, but... Okay, well, all right. Yeah, I was rubbing shoulders with the mayor for, like, two days. I wow. Hate, I didn't hate. find out till the second day. Yeah.
1: It's great. Impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, movies. Uh, what's your favorite genre? Favorite genre. Well, uh, well. if you have a favorite movie, you can tell us that. But I hate that question. such a frustrating I hate question that to... question. Oh, I'm not asking you that question unless you have an answer.
1: No, no. I, I think that's a pretty terrible question in general. <laughs> just because, like, I, I think, um, like, for favorite genre... I'd probably say like like a thriller is like mm. such a boring uh, one, but probably like thrillers like uh, like uh, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's so can. so vague, but uh, uh, Shutter, Shutter Island, I think, is uh, a, a okay. really good one. Just like the kind of like mind mess movies yeah. that'll. That's start. true. I like
0: those the mind yeah. messing ones. What's that one where, or or you maybe you know. Um, it's with LL Cool J, I think, and they go to an island, and they're just, they're all like serial killer cop guys, and then one of them on the island is a serial killer, and they're all getting knocked off, not not k- killed off. I think this is a dream you had.
1: No, 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 no. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. LL Cool J. I don't think he's been relevant since like two thousand. <laughs> no, he does the uh, the the singing show, doesn't he?
0: Does he? the lip sync lip syncing lip sync battle lip sync battle. Oh. He's the
2: host of that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he's still kind of relevant. Because you see him on the back of the stage dancing when they sing <laughs>
1: okay. so, so he's, he's uh, relevant he, he's relevant he's a backup dancer on a daytime TV show he's <laughs> as relevant as Ryan seacrest is so oh man uh, he hasn't been relevant since like 2004 exactly so. but he's still the wasn't he the
0: he's still the host of something right
1: if American Idols still going a bit apparently
2: Didn't they,
0: they shut down and now they're restarting right I think that's
2: accurate yeah yeah so.
0: oh that reminds me Way back in the day, Canadian Idol, there was two brothers on one season. One of them's name was Sebastian. Is that the case? Yes. And he was uh, seen as the better looking brother.
2: Uh, there we go. That's but good he ginger. wasn't as
0: good of a singer as the other one. So he got kicked out. Dang. But he was much better looking. You, you win Sebastian. some, you lose some. So if you name him Sebastian, he's probably going to be good looking. He might not be able to sing. As well. As well. Yeah, still name. still can sing, yes. Yeah. So, take with that with a grain of salt. He might get, you know, 8th or thought at a Canadian
1: Idol. Hmm. Or yeah, you do point. one of those hyphenated names where it's like Sebastian Brandon and it's like Ooh, the two mm. brothers. <laughs> <We> <laughs> thought, our first, what was it,
0: our first, second episode we talked about Brandon. It was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brandon Manitoba? <laughs> no, just the name. Oh, I okay, okay, okay. I... <laughs> Because we don't know any Brandons, and it's this weird phenomenon where all the Brandons disappeared from our lives. Yeah. So we just wondered where all the Brandons went. The,
2: the theory that I posited was that Brandons only exist while you're in school, and oh. then when you go into adulthood, they disappear. Because I don't think I've met a Brandon in my adult life, but I think I knew three in high school. Mm. Call back
0: to our earlier episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Just trying to think, like... Back to back to high school. That was like ten years ago now. Um, oh, way to age yourself, Wesley. I, I know, right? Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember like any Brandons, but I remember there being Brandons. They existed. <laughs> it's like a court, it's like
0: an ethereal existence of there were Brandons. They are there, but yeah. Schrodinger's remember. Brandon. Which, yes, if,
1: <laughs> if you're looking at the Brandon, they exist. Oh
0: man. Uh, okay. Something else that we had discussed on that episode mm-hmm. was to do with your name and how your name uh, can sometimes affect who you become later on. Right. Yeah. And oh. then I was just having this discussion the other day with somebody and they think that not, it's called nominal determination, I think. So that whatever your name is, it somehow affects what job you have later on. And I thought that was the wildest thing. That's crazy. You know, if your name is like Jewel and and then you become like a gemologist later on or sure. something like that yeah. and i thought that was so wild i am trying to remember the article cuz it was an article in the paper
1: ah. i i don't know that like i'd agree with it like becoming like your job mm. um like I, I i don't i don't get that but i definitely can see how like your name will like affect your your path because mm. name's a huge part of your identity yeah, right i agree so that. like you know and
2: i think i said this in that episode and i think that's what you're referring to that i read a study once about how the first initial of your first name the later it is in the alphabet the more insecure you are in life because mm. you're used to seeing your name at the end of a list as opposed to the beginning. And, like, in seating charts, it's usually alphabetical. So if, like, for example, my name starts with a Z. So yeah. I'm in the far back corner of the classroom, baby. <laughs> you don't have to be insecure, Zach. It's Thank okay.
1: you. Thank you. I'm working uh, through it in therapy, but... in When I was in school, it was always <laughs> my last name. So I was always up near, like, the top of okay. the Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I... I don't know, I don't think I ever felt like, well, I mean, like, middle school, like, I think everyone feels insecure <laughs> in middle school, but, like, elementary school or whatnot, like, yeah. high school. Yeah.
3: Like that. yeah,
2: yeah.
1: That's actually, uh,
2: if you don't have any further questions, Your Honor. No, I, I, just, I just
0: think it's interesting, because I read in in an article not too long ago, it was a guy that worked in a certain job, and his last name was, like, very fitting to what he did, and I just thought it was really funny, and we had a discussion about it.
2: Yeah. And, but
0: uh, that is no, interesting. I, you know, he was
1: a metal worker named Smith.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know it's, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's pretty common. I, yeah, but, Smith's uh, a super. You know, if, if my name was like Russell Page, and then I worked in a bookstore or something like that, right? It, <laughs> I think there's a little bit of merit to the theory, but you know, if you're whatever, I don't know. It's just something I think about, and yeah. that's what we're talking about.
2: So, anyways, go ahead, Zach. No, that is interesting. Um, I. Always think about asking a guest this question, and then never get around to it. Oh, so cool. I'm going to ask Wesley now. Mm.
1: What was Wesley like in high school? Oh, oh I was I was a terrible Gorgeous. person in high school. Gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> no, I uh, like I I'd probably like punch my 16 year old self if uh, if they were in the in the room <laughs> with us right now. Why is I was that? uh I was like a a, a shit disturber. Like oh. I just like. Uh, I, I was kind of like in that, in that phase at like 15, 16, where I just was like kind of angry at the world. Right. Um, who wouldn't be? Right. Um, but I was just like, uh, uh like a troll, like a, a real life <laughs> troll. Okay. Like I remember in, in high school, I had a, uh, a teacher, Mr. Well, I, I won't say his name just in case, but, um, Mr. W will say, uh, and, uh, it was drafting class. But I would, like, instead of, like, doing, like, AutoCAD or whatnot, instead I'd just be, like, talking to him about how the Canadian Navy needs to be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And I think instead of doing, like, one of the major projects, I wrote, like, a 20-page essay on why the Canadian Navy needs to be bigger. And I handed that in instead of, like, designing a house. (laughs) Did he give you an A for that? No, I think I failed that. <laughs> he kicked me out of the class, like, multiple times for speaking out of turn, and yeah. it was like, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. always curious about, like, when I meet people as an adult now, like, what they were like back then, because when I look back at my high school self, like, I don't recognize that person at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, no yeah. beard.
0: I didn't have a beard. I was just starting mine, so yeah. yeah. I'm just
1: starting mine. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're good. You're good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You're getting it. So there. yeah, it's it's coming in quite nicely. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was I was told the other day I should shave my beard, and I thought,
2: mm, I don't think you're someone really, I want to hang really out with
0: not. anymore. Yeah. What was Russell like in high school? I don't think oh, I was a jerk to Total jerk. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surprises me. I was a people pleaser. I was obsessed with trying to make people like me. That doesn't sound like the definition of a jerk. Well, I was a I was jerkish. So I was I I really wanted people to like me, so I did whatever I could to make that happen. Right. And if that was maybe, you know, you know, trying to fit in with people that were maybe, you know, saying not so nice things about other people, I just, you know, I was there. Yeah. Right. I don't think I, I mean, I can't say for sure I wasn't a bully, but I don't think I was. But I, see, I, even back then I kind of walked that line of being a sarcastic prick, but like still kind of lovable. Okay. But sometimes it goes too far and then I'm like, (laughs) "Mm, I shouldn't have said that. I should probably apologize. Yeah. But, and then when you meet someone new, you still have to like feel them out and be like, okay, how much can I make fun of you? How much can I like lovingly mock you? Because that's how I show my affection, right? I, I'm like, I'm if I like you, I'm gonna just lambaste you. <laughs> just mock Is that how the you say that? shit out. Lambast. Lambaste. Lambast. Lambast, lambast Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's part of you know how my sarcastic charm. But some people don't get that, and then they're like, man, this guy's kind of a kind of a jerk. And then they're like, oh, it's, he's just like that. And I'm like, nice. Thanks for the backup, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I was worse back then.
2: Huh. You know, insecure and. So you just kind of had the same personality traits that you have now. You've just honed I'm just them. better now. You've honed them over the years. I've, I've learned that not everyone reacts
0: to that well, right? And so you have to be careful who you are sarcastic to.
3: Yeah,
2: um, that's fair. Yeah.
1: So you said you didn't, you wouldn't recognize your your 16 year old self yeah, or no. 15 year old self. What What were you like in in high
2: school? <clears throat> so, back in high school i was a member of a church Mm. and in 12th grade i basically dropped out of high school to go to bible school to become a pastor wow yeah which is very different from the person that i am today yeah so yeah like in high school i had like self righteous indignation and like I was like I thought I was the king of the world. The the moral high ground was the ground that I stood on at all times. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which is like complete opposite from how I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: You stepped down from your pedestal. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. So that's what I was like back then. How do you
0: I don't you can't go to Bible school if you don't graduate high school, right?
2: So (laughs) The Bible school, quote unquote, that I went to was in the church that I went to. Uh, And it was like, I think the way that it worked is that the church audited a different Bible colleges program. Okay. And so they used it for their own pastors as a training program right so you had to go through this two-year program in order to be a pastor at this church Mm. i don't really know how it works for other churches like i don't know if like if i were to go through that in this alternate timeline if i could then go to a different church and be a pastor or like how how it works but like there's not actually a degree that you need to be a pastor like there's no actual like you know qualifying factor there Mm.
0: interesting but
2: yeah. Yeah, so it was just another Bible college's program that you had to go through to be a pastor at this church. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: But, but if you had take done that and then gone to a different church it would I be probably, null and void.
2: I probably would have had to go through their course.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at, yeah.
2: Unless I that's was just, just a pastor for long enough that they're like, yeah, this guy. Life experience, You, yeah, yeah. you can't
1: just do up, uh, like, a theological resume and hand that out? I mean, maybe, yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm sure there's, like, personality screenings yeah. and like, stuff like that. Like... Well, you'd be yeah. a local legend at that point.
1: Yeah. You'd change from, like, the Orthodox Church to the Lutheran oh, to that the yeah. That's Those are big jumps. Yeah. Those, <laughs> those are huge
2: jumps. Because yeah. this was, like, an evangelical Christian church. Oh, so. mm, okay. yeah.
0: You don't want to be that church hopper guy. Yeah. Like, no. ah, we don't want him here. You ship him to a different one. No, yeah,
2: absolutely not.
0: No. No. Yeah. Anyways, which, that's an interesting question. W- Wesley, would you rather go 100 years in the future... Or 100 years in the past.
1: 100 years in the past would put us in 1922. Uh, I definitely want to go into the future. 1922 is <laughs> <laughs> not a, a, a great time. I mean, like, as a, as a man. white man, no, no, 1930s was the. That was the war. No. War was no. over. War was over in 1918. 1922 okay, well, was like the roaring war. 20s, which would be fun. I could but, see he was a flapper. That's a flapper. <laughs> but there was also prohibition in the States. Oh, terrible. Uh, you know, I, I don't drink, but I mean, it, it wasn't good We still want the option. <laughs> I, I'd still prefer to go into the future. I think things will be better 100 years from now than yeah. they are today, and certainly better than they were in 1922. Okay. I mean, like, if I went back right now to 1922, or if all of us went back, sure. uh, we'd just be, like, in the middle of nowhere. This wouldn't be... <laughs> anything right now, yeah. right? So probably not. Like the the closest town would probably be like what? It'd still be fifteen, 15 miles yeah. that way.
0: Oh no, Abingdon yeah. wasn't really a town until the forties.
1: Until the forties, yeah. After yeah. the Great Depression,
0: we'd have to walk a while. Yeah, which would suck. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And this would all be like
0: forest, and nothing would be flat.
2: But what if you could? Because you're already time traveling. So mm. what if you could teleport as well? You could go anywhere in the oh, world, in the 1920s. In the
1: in the 1920s. Would you
2: still pick going 100 years into the future?
1: I'd still pick going 100 yeah. years in the future. Yeah. Cuz you have a bright outlook on the future. I do. Yeah. yeah. I I think uh, I think the world's going to be a lot better 100 years from now Yeah. Than... What do you think that? Uh just like, you know, with technological advancements, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh like the direction that the world's moving, uh like more philosophical wise yeah uh, mm. is a better direction than where where it is now yeah
0: so you think people are taking time to actually think about their actions more or yeah i think or just believing in something
1: not not necessarily believing in something but like being more respectful of of other people and other cultures i think is the the main thing like if Right now, right, we, you mentioned it earlier, you could go to a strip mall and get a burrito and sushi and oh, yeah. a sub. Oh, yeah, I love it. A hundred years ago, you wouldn't be able to get any of that yeah, stuff. no chance. In a uh, hundred years in the future, you know, you'll be able to get way more stuff from a strip mall, so. Yeah. I mean, so, will we
0: even have strip malls then?
1: Probably not. It'll be Amazon <laughs> order yeah. to your door. A drone will deliver a burrito to your doorstep. Nice. Yeah. I feel like at I that could, point I could live in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I'd be all right with that. I feel like at that point we would have like machines in our houses that it's like what's the, is that in Star Trek? I think where you just like press the button and the food appears in the machine.
2: Yeah, that makes but, me think of Back to the Future. But, oh yeah, Back Star to the Future? Future too. But yeah, Back to the Future too. They like put the the pizza that's like the size. Oh of a yeah. In the thing and then it comes out and it's a full size pizza. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. That'd be fun. I would like that. Yeah.
0: I would like to see the technology. I don't know. I just... For me... I'm oh, sorry. You know what? You go first, Zach.
1: Yeah. What, what about you guys? 100 years in the past or in the future?
2: I don't know. That's a hard question. We can change it if you want. It can be 50 years.
1: You You go first. Cause, okay.
2: Yeah. I...
0: Future, 100% hands down. Because for two reasons. A, I am dead scared that I would mess something up in the past, butterfly effect style. I would be so scared. You know, if I kicked the wrong dust cloud or piece of rock and you know, like, oh, whoops, there goes my future life or whatever. But then wouldn't that be a paradox? It would be. But no, not knowing actually how time travel works and how paradoxes work, I don't want to mess with the system. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So I would be very frightened of messing something up in the future whereas maybe I don't even exist and then who am I I don't know that's reason a okay uh reason b is that I am obsessed with legacy and I think that I to be able to be given a chance to see how I turned out a hundred years from now you know do I still have a lineage do I did anyone that I know leave a lasting impression on the world I think that's way too easy way too hard to pass up the opportunity to know that and i realize now that it's all about me my reasons (laughs) but uh i mean that's that's 100
1: percent. what time travel is about it's (laughs) about you right it's an entirely selfish endeavor
0: exactly and yeah it'd be fun to see all the cool tech we have 100 years from now but yeah i mean at the end of the day you can have all the cool gadgets you want but it's still about people
2: yeah yeah and you Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's a hard question because I I think that, especially after the podcast that we did last time Mm. with uh, Brent. Brent? Yeah, with Brent.
0: Shout out to Brent. You rock. Thank you for coming on. We'd love to have you on again. He was talking a lot
2: about, like the population crisis Mm. and like I mean the climate crisis is a thing that needs to be talked about as well and like there is still conflicts around the world so I I don't know that many people that are optimistic for the future Mm. so that I think colors my opinion a little bit I think I would be too scared to fly blind into uncertainty in that way like going 100 years into the future like I mean you think about how different 100 years in the past is from now like At least going into the past, you know what you're getting yourself into. So I think that's where I lean. But I'm also curious about like what things will be... But like, what if I go 100 years into the future and the entire world is an ocean and there's no people left? You would drown. I would drown. Well, sink or swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I've met that many people that are optimistic about humanity's future. There's
1: not a lot these days, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think part of that stems from, like, realistically, we are in the safest time that's ever yeah. been for human yes. existence, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the problems that we get is because we have constant communication like we talked about it earlier on uh, about will smith yeah. like we heard that instantly like yeah. you know and you can hear about like the ukraine conflict right yeah now. it's stuff is happening there and we're hearing about it essentially live seconds. footage yeah. 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 yeah yeah and like it makes the world seem a lot scarier than it was you know yes than 20 or 30 years ago yeah and you're That's also seeing like
2: dozens of opinions
1: on yeah. any given subject oh. so it's like
2: You're seeing any issue from a million angles at once, whereas, like, 100 years in the past, you had one newspaper. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It could be biased, but you only had one.
0: So that's... Everyone thought the same thing because they all read the same newspaper. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that, too. We, uh... Yeah, the the TikTok uh, lifestyle where we're just lambasted... Hey, there he is. ...with information, (laughs) which automatically comes with bias, no matter what it is, and it's difficult to sludge through that and i understand and i totally get when people just say yeah i don't i don't watch the news anymore yeah like i'm all for watching news because i keep up with pretty much everything but i attempt to at least but if you want to live if you're not happy and you want to live a happier life turn the news off <laughs>
2: yeah focus on your own self it can be immensely depressing especially over the last couple of years like with covid and stuff like yeah if you were paying attention to the news cycle it just felt grim yeah. For the last two years.
0: Yeah, that's that's kinda one of the thing the privileges I had over the past two years because I just did my own thing. You know, you don't watch the news, you you just you know, we just keep working on the farm and you don't even worry about it. Yeah. The you know, before COVID, during COVID, after COVID, my week looks the same. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Now I just go to more stuff now. But we still do the same amount of work. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me though.
2: Yeah. I not everyone had that
0: that privilege.
2: What is your guys' relationship with news? Like, where do you get your news? How closely do you pay Ooh, attention to current events?
1: Uh, I pay pretty close attention to like at everything that's going on, like yeah. uh, Canadian wise, American wise, mostly, um, and then like with the Ukraine conflict, staying up to date on on that, mm. uh, uh, and then uh, like a couple other things, like Europe, uh, European news, and then uh, that's it. That's about it. Um, and then most of my news like there's like the three major companies CBC, Global and CTV. I'll get my news sources mainly from them and then like BBC uh and then Reddit, of course. Yeah. Like That is. first first hand accounts of what's happening. Right. wherever the news is taking place. But Interesting. Um yeah, that's Yeah. for the most part, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that last thing is the most important thing is to get your news from real people like as much as they can be, entirely toxic. Sometimes, mm. I think comment sections are like the most important thing in our day and
1: age. <laughs> I think they're the worst thing about <laughs> uh, about news right now. Like really? I, I, yeah, because you'll have um, like news reporters whose job it is, like who who have researched and done all this, uh, all this. Uh, work to become journalists uh, and then they'll get discredited by Joe Blow on Facebook right. mm. uh, with a single with a single comment and yeah. I I do think it's wise to be um, objective and you know yeah. uh, like it goes back to that, uh, that commercial uh, that was on like the North American House Hippo oh yeah, uh, <laughs> love <laughs> right? that where it's like you gotta be careful of what you watch and read uh, but I mean as long as you're <laughs> Uh, looking at it logically, i think most of the news you're able to filter out what's yeah. bad and what's accurate.
2: Yeah. Yeah, i i just think that i think you're right like it can be a detractor for sure. I think the website you're on makes a pretty big difference like yeah. the comment sections on Facebook compared to the <laughs> comment sections on like something like Reddit. Yeah. It's it's a completely different game. Yeah. I feel like so. Facebook comment people are just there to start
0: fires. See, it really just seems like yeah. You will not get anywhere
2: with these people. Or, like, to just say nothing at all. Yeah. Like, people will go into a comment section and say something that, like, you didn't need to say anything. No. no. It,
0: but well, they have the opportunity to do it, so yeah.
2: they will.
1: So so much of it uh, in the comment sections is, like, bots as well. That's the, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like, after they, uh, the Russia fiasco... Like, so many of the, like, Facebook and Twitter comments and Reddit comments just, like, plummeted. And, like, the level of, of BS just went down substantially yeah. after that. So. But then the nice thing about Reddit is they have the upvote-downvote system yeah.
2: where, like, mm. if there's something that's very obviously trolling or a bot or anything like that, yeah. it just gets downvoted into oblivion. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That's the thing that Facebook is missing. Is it's like everybody's on an even playing field. <laughs> yeah,
1: I there are some places like that, like on on Reddit, like r slash uh, conspiracy. Yeah, uh, that saw like sixty percent of their traffic drop after Reddit got uh, uh, after Russia got cut off. Oh, like, that, oh they, really? Yeah, like all their uh, all their posts about like you know the various political issues and uh, like health issues that are going on in the world, just like.
0: Cut, really
1: like, wow Dropped drastically wow that's crazy yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that
0: that's that's drastic but i can totally get behind that oh yeah totally because that's that's what they do they the russian bots or i don't know if they're russian whatever but they they just seeds just it sows distrust. that's yeah. what they're for yeah and it's just a click of the button yeah
1: the ironic thing is, Conspiracy believes it's a conspiracy. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> their okay. mods are like, no, no, this is fake. They're lying to you. <laughs>
0: you know, I will great. say the uh, the Bigfoot pages on Reddit, aces. They're pretty good. They're really good. good. Ever since you got me on this Bigfoot thing, yeah.
1: is I've that, been following. That's the conspiracy you guys
2: That's uh... That's Zach's. It, oh, all Zach. It gets brought up on the podcast a lot. Okay, but yeah, well, you got to
0: work on your arguments, though. That gives you the opportunity.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I am a, a believer in, in bigfoot, in the large foot. Okay, yeah. So, medium foot, too. Yeah, I they have so. babies. Yeah. Definitely.
1: What What draws you into the bigfoot? Uh...
2: I, I guess I just like the mystery of it. Okay. Like, I like. I guess I just like to believe that there could be a bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a huge stretch. To say that it's possible, which uh, the guy that's usually sitting across from the table (laughs) would love to argue that. Yes. Yeah, I I don't think it's a a massive stretch of the imagination to say that there could be a large primate living in secluded wooded areas that has a small population that uh, avoids any and all contact with other species. That doesn't Mm -hmm. seem that
1: far-fetched to me. So... Do you also believe in the Yeti then?
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, something like, like the Yeti, I think is like equivalent, like
1: grizzly bear, polar bear. Like, okay, thing, okay. Yeah. okay, same
0: yeah. thing.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like, I I don't not believe it. <laughs> I just logically, I don't think it. It makes sense. Yeah, but I I can I won't be like yeah no that's that's absolutely false that's not true. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's also part of it. Is like I think it's kind of foolish to just be like, "No, there's no way, absolutely yeah. not." Like <laughs> to say no with such conviction, I think is a little bit foolish. But
0: yeah, I I agree with you there. I, um, it's really easy for people to just accept what they've always been told, and then it then you say, "Hey, why do you think that?" and they say. Oh, that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, that's not how it works. Yeah, keep your you, mind open. You gotta have, you gotta have evidence, buddy. I, yeah. I listened to an hour-long podcast of... Shout out to the Cider Ranch podcast. <laughs> um, and they had this, uh, like, hardcore conspiracy theorist on. He's a flat earther. Oh, okay. And going into it, you're like, man, flat earth is so stupid, right? And then you listen to an hour-long of this guy talking and building his argument, and then by the end of it, you're like, whoa. He's really convincing. I don't I don't think it, but it's like, I can see why you can, if you listen to that like once or twice a week, the same guy saying the same stuff, easily yeah. could be convinced. That's the
2: other thing too, is like confirmation bias is huge. Yes. So like somebody who is a flat earther is going to look for that podcast. They're going to find everything they need to confirm what mm-hmm. they already believe. And the same thing happens with me and Bigfoot is like, mm-hmm. I seek out Bigfoot media. Exactly. That's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I listen to podcasts about Bigfoot experts and, you know, Bigfoot sightings and all this stuff.
0: I did did see one interesting post once, and the the question was posed, what happens to the bodies?
2: Yeah, that's a pretty common anti-point. Yeah. Yeah, and, again, I don't think it's a huge stretch of the imagination (laughs) to say that they bury their dead. Mm. and that a lot of the woods like especially in the pacific northwest like oh untapped. a lot of the wood yeah it's untapped I and I, so.
1: I don't think bigfoots are getting into like hairy situations
2: oh my goodness <laughs> there he is <laughs> it only
1: took an hour to yeah. get a classic wow. wesley pun in we've been talking
2: it. for an hour already. yeah yeah dude it goes by it's so crazy how fast it goes
0: we <laughs> haven't even got to the good stuff yet. i know right oh man but uh yeah, I don't know. I I, I read some art, some comments on that. like, Oh, they bury their dead, and they're like, well, if they bury their dead, and they're smart enough to bury their dead, then they're smart enough to do other things too. And like, well, how civilized are they? You know, are they there? Are they an apex predator? Are they being hunted? If so, who hunts them? It, ugh,
1: all these things. Yeah, it's wild. Well, I mean, like el- elephants are pretty intelligent. Like, oh man, they'll go, like, miles to find humans to, like, fix their, like, hurt arm or, yeah, or yeah. arm leg. Um, <laughs> or, you know, and they'll, like, huddle around their dead and, like, you know, yeah. actually do, like, rituals. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. So I, I yeah, I can totally believe, like, a, a Bigfoot-like creature would, yeah, you like, know, bury or move their dead.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think there's also, like, there are other primates that mm-hmm. do things with their dead bodies like yes yeah no i i i'm i'm with you i just
0: i like poking fun at you i like <laughs> I, I, I see a new argument i'm like what do you have have you researched this i don't know of course i have i've been researching bigfoot for like the other thing five saw, years the other thing i saw was maybe they eat their
2: dead i've heard that as well but uh. then even then there's still the issue of the skeleton right i mean you can skeletons eat. decompose eventually
0: no. Yeah.
2: Also, I mean, if the skeleton's scattered, like, how can you tell, like... Exactly. A Sasquatch rib from... Yeah. I don't know, a bear rib.
1: I feel like the skulls would be the defining point. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and it could be, like, you know, some of those missing murder cases where they, like, find (sighs) remains, and they Uh, don't know whose remains they belong to. If they look very human-esque. Yeah. 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 Like, the feet washing up on... Well, the feet, like, the they were a yes. whole feet. Yeah,
0: I know. No. You, I I remember those. I remember those. That was weird. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, I
1: don't like that. But I don't know. <laughs> Case got off on the wrong foot for the <gasps> officer. Oh, thing. love it, love we're it. We're in the pun. How, How long gallery. is it? it?
0: I can't believe it's been this long and we haven't had you on yet. I miss them. I want them. I bring it. Bring the puns. <laughs> bring all the puns. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what what's your
1: conspiracy though? I have so many. So, so many.
0: many. There's things that I. It's interesting because the concept of conspiracy, I love exploring. I like, to, I like to explore why people think certain things. I like to explore what even is a conspiracy theory? Is it just something that not everyone thinks is true? Well, that's everything, yeah. right? Like, it, it doesn't have to be a big thing like the moon landing or or whatever, right? Or Bigfoot. But Zach doesn't like it when I talk about conspiracies that are harmful, he says. Oh, okay. so <laughs> I have to not say those. Oh, okay. One of them is... JFK totally an inside job. There okay. I'll just <laughs> my, my bare minimum is there was more to the story.
2: Okay. Let me defend myself and say that like the harmful thing is just I don't like conspiracy theories that are backed into mm, like there's those conspiracy right. theories where an event happens and then people come out of the woodworks, they're like, "Oh, this thing that happened yeah. wasn't actually the thing that happened." They have to prove it's not. Uh, it didn't happen the way it happened. Yeah, like the Sandy Hook thing is. Yeah, the Sandy example Hook, nine eleven, the moon landing, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Like but. you take an event and then you back into the conspiracy from there. I think that those are always weaker. Yes. Than any other conspiracy theory.
1: Well, like the the moon landing. The reason I, I think all of us. Uh, well, I, I know there'll be some people who are like, oh, the moon landing's fake. But I think had the moon landing been faked, Russia would have, or the Soviet Union would have been like, no, this is, they didn't do this. Yeah. yeah, Because uh, that was the big thing at the time. Was oh, like the space race the, was The space huge. race was yeah. That's how
2: we got yeah. to the moon. Yeah. And what motivation would Russia have had to not yeah. blow the whistle on them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: like you, you're... There's a very good chance there was a Russian spy in NASA, probably yeah. at the time of the of the moon the moon landing. If they had faked it, that guy would have blown the doors off of oh, that yeah. so quick, yeah. easily.
2: Yeah. Did you come to the table with a conspiracy theory? Today? I
1: I have a couple. No, okay. you said uh, no harmful ones, so I'll leave I'll leave one of them out. If well, it's not we that can bad, talk about no. it. Okay. You're more than welcome to okay. tell us. I know so, if yeah. Okay, go ahead. So my first one. Uh, is I think that curses exist. Whoa. Um, yeah. I want to dig into uh, this. So, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, the... I don't believe that, like, an individual can put a curse on another individual. Like, I okay. couldn't be like, I put a curse on you. <laughs> um, I think is that how you would do it? No, it? no. Uh, if if I did it, <laughs> you'd know. <laughs> no. All right. Um, I think it's more like moments in time, and you can't force the curse like Mm. for example i think my grad class is cursed
2: whoa what Uh. so okay i think i know where you're going with this like one of the things that i know about
1: your personal life okay let's hear it so uh every year since i graduated we've had someone die from my grad class every year every year so uh grade 12 we had a girl who passed away uh, like, I, I think in the fall or, like, around Christmas time, I want to say. She she overdosed on, uh, on I think yeah, it was we'll, Molly or we'll have to go it. But, um So after that, they had, like, assemblies and whatnot. Like, okay, you have to, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, they, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, take um, so we had, like, three or four assemblies in the spring uh, leading up to, like, our, our graduation ceremony where they were, like, You can't do, uh, don't, don't do drugs. You know, drugs are bad for you. Like typical, like, good advice. Yeah. Yeah. War on drugs type of, of stuff. So the last assembly that we had, they brought her friends out and they were like, you know, telling us like, you know, their experience and like how horrible it was. Um, and one of the students, uh, stood up, uh, and basically like lambasted them. Uh, told them that they were morons and they were idiots, and that we had been warned our entire like school careers don't do drugs, Whoa. you know. And they're like, it's their fault, they're the like, it, it's like just like crazy. Holy. It was, it was an event at oh. that time. So, this guy, very, very smart guy, uh, he was like full ride to UBC, smart, mm-hmm. uh, like. Uh, Anyway, so after that, I don't like where this is uh, going. (laughs) I'm morbidly interested. So after that, he, uh, they pull like teachers are like climbing up the bleachers trying to get at him as he's like yelling this, like screaming this out to like the whole assembly hall to hear, and like the teachers grab him, drag him out. Her her, uh, friends are like sobbing, and Mm -hmm. they're let out of the out of the assembly hall, and we're all like, holy crap! They let school out early that day. It was wow. it was an event. So after that, uh, the kid was like bullied nonstop. Yeah, he lost uh, his scholarship. He lost. He was uh, ex- expelled from school. Oh, it was like a major thing. He wasn't allowed to graduate. All of that. So the following year, like in twenty, well, I won't, I won't say the year, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, the following year, he ended up taking his own life. Oh, my. Uh, And then since then, we've had people go from car accidents, from uh, more overdoses, suicides, uh, medical issues, you know, just every year. And it's literally once a year, one person. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So actually, I think last year it was two people. Um, So I'm not sure that, or in 2020, it started as two people. Yeah. So it's been two people since 2020. So.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. I got goosebumps all over my body. Yeah, that
0: is I've never heard anything
2: like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, and I I like I I won't share it with the podcast like the fans of the podcast, but I can show you guys afterwards, like the people and like yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. messaged friends about this, so I do have like a like I'm like shit's cursed, yo. <laughs> mm. That's crazy. Do you yeah.
2: yeah. I had a question and I lost it.
0: I that is I don't even know how to, there's not a word that describes that.
1: But there, like, I think there's other points in time where there's been, like, curses that have been placed on, like, locations and, like, groups of people as well. So, like, the Russians and, like, the Romanovs, I think, like, the situation that happened with them, which, if if you don't know, the Romanovs had been captured by the communists, the Bolsheviks, and then they had been uh, killed Uh, under like in captivity uh and i think that's kind of caused like the whole fiasco over the last century uh with russia um hungarians believe that they're cursed um Mm. and then like there's places like obviously like concentration camps or like the peony grounds where the internment camps were Mm. um you know those kind of kind of places so So you think locations hold power you
0: think
2: it's, like, a karmic thing. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah like, there's that karmic uh, ability, but um, I I also think, like, events like the one that I mentioned at, at the Assembly Hall yes. can cause issues, or, like, yeah. cur- curses as well over a group of people. Yeah. So, so okay.
0: I, I don't want to belittle this in any way. So, do <sighs> you
1: think that it's...
0: So, you don't think it's just that that maybe it's just a psychological thing that these people were went through this trauma and it affected them later on and it's just how that they
1: led to those deaths perhaps like in in terms of my grandpa yes class, yeah i don't think so because they've all been for different reasons mm. um like the for example like the car accident uh wasn't wasn't related to right. any of what had happened there were uh, health issues that weren't related to any of that and like uh, a number of the the suicides that have happened weren't related to that yeah like it was just that first one that was yeah and i know i do know about the
2: one yeah that was like it was kind of big news all over abbotsford right and that was entirely an accident was it not no oh okay it was okay yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
2: but i mean even it even like you're saying, right. For it to happen once a year, like, yeah. that's an insane coincidence, cool. if you can call it.
1: And that. it's ramped up since 2020. Like, yeah. last year, it was two people. The year before that, it was two people. So, it's kind of, you know, yeah. on, ongoing. So, yeah. we haven't lost anyone this year so far. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. You know, Hopefully, the curse that, is broken. Yeah. Please.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: jeez.
0: That,
2: oh, yeah. That's really crazy. That's yeah. so heavy. Yeah, that's so heavy. Wow. Sorry I, for that. No, 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 no. I like it a lot. Yeah. That is really great. When you I first don't said like it, a lot. No, I, I don't <laughs> like that <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, when you first said that you think curses are real, I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my, my dog. You know, whatever. Oh,
0: geez. yeah. My, yeah. No,
1: yeah. that's that's the reason I think that like curses exist. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I am
0: first of all, I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. That, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my heart goes out to those people.
2: All right. Okay. Do you, you said you had a second conspiracy? Okay. Theory. So the
1: second one is, <laughs> it isn't as like serious as, as the first <laughs> one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know this person. Um, but I think, uh, Helen Keller is a fraud or uh, Helen Keller, uh, Helen Keller's assistant is a fraud. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah,
2: that's, okay. <laughs> that's a hot take. A hot take. Let's just hold for a second. Have okay. we had a guest come to the table, first of all, with a conspiracy yet?
0: Yes. It yeah. has happened. Yeah. It's, they happened. have
2: not been as hot as these. <laughs> I
0: mean, last week we had a, a solid one where Brent discussed, uh, like digital currency and that was, right, that yeah. was decent. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, that was decent. And that one is quickly becoming more of a reality. Right. Yeah. Um. So he even he said he's like, yeah, I, I've thought this for a while, and now they're actually starting to implement it. Yeah. So it's not really a conspiracy. But anyways, yeah, yeah we've had so, we've had other ones. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But
1: this is But like. Helen Keller. Sure. <sighs> so the story goes that Helen Keller was taught by the family's uh, assistant, hired assistant, mm-hmm. to sign in water. Like, she grabbed Helen Keller's hands, brought it underwater, and, like, taught her the sign for water underwater, and then used that as, like, a building stone for other uh, other things. Like, if she was holding, like, a ball, she'd do the signal for ball into her hand. So, I, I'm not trying to be, like, ableist or anything like that. Um, <laughs> right. But the... Uh, I, I think it would have been very, um, at at the time, like she was like, she became a superstar, right? She was like a very famous person in the early 20th century. Uh, and it was because of the assistant kind of passing on these, uh, very feminist viewpoints, right? Um, and feminism's great. Like the, the whole, um, like, women's vote thing, Helen mm-hmm. Keller yep. was a, a big part of that, right? Like, suffrage and all that. So I think it's more, not, not that Helen Keller was uh, in on it, but I think it was more the assistant kind oh, of using right. it to launch her views, views yeah. and her her ideas rather than Helen Keller. Right. That, huh.
0: Yeah, okay. I, first of all, do not know enough about Helen Keller to at yeah, all either. dive into this deeply and at all try and fight you on this, um, I d- regret not knowing more about Helen Keller now. Yeah. So she was deaf, dumb, and blind, right? That's right. what it was? All of it? Okay.
1: Oh, man. Okay. So, like, basically, like, all the actions that we know or senses that we have to experience the world, Right. she didn't have. She had, like, smell, taste, and touch. Fascinating. Um, and, yeah, so... Like I, I'm not saying like it couldn't it, it couldn't happen, but I think it's much more likely that the her assistant, her teacher, mm-hmm. used it as like oh hey, I can yeah, yeah you yeah. can facilitate. take advantage. Of this. Okay, yeah.
2: so she was like she was politically shaped by her assistant, by teacher, her assistant, and yeah. then used as like not a puppet. A puppet isn't the right word, but like a. Mm-hmm. As a, a tool. A, a, a stage. Yeah. yeah. yeah, A stepping stone to get her ideology across. Because like she yeah. was obviously there was going to be a lot of eyes on her. Yeah. Especially if she was able to do any of the stuff that she right. did then there was going to be eyes on her. So Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. And like she might not have had the opinions that she had or maybe was told that she had. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Because like I, if, yeah, if
1: my connection to the world is through like Zach or or through Russell. Yeah. uh, Then you being my only bridge to the Mm -hmm. outside world could communicate whatever you wanted to me. Oh, yeah. And I'd have no choice but to believe it because I can't go and I can't talk to, you know, someone else over, over here uh, about like the ideas that you're presenting to me or the ideas that I'm presenting to you. So, yeah, sorry to touch the table. No, it wasn't (laughs) that bad. Yeah. As long as you don't just wail on it yeah yeah
0: wow i've never heard that before um i am so fascinated by people
2: and what they think <laughs> yeah i love it yeah. um that's the best thing about doing this podcast so far it's like hearing yeah People's like different viewpoints. i would have
0: never known any of that yeah
3: interesting yeah. okay so never...
0: I, i'm gonna fight you on this a little bit okay um, okay
1: is this something you've like investigated at all or I, is this just something you think i've investigated a, a little bit i'll be honest i i heard it mentioned on like a, a YouTube clip mm-hmm. uh, and then I was like well wait a second let's let's dive into this a yeah. bit but it was like from the articles that I've read about Helen Keller it was always communicate or she always communicated through her her helper through her assistant yeah. right uh, so it would have been very easy for you to say like oh yeah she's saying this when right yeah you know, she wasn't Right. Mm, yeah. No,
0: I get it. Yeah. In order to believe everything that the assistant was saying, you just have to believe that she has no ulterior motives yeah. and just says whatever Helen says. And that's that's hard to believe. I'll give you that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a wild one. There is also the chance that Helen just was didn't understand what she was really getting at either, right? I, I feel like you would have a, a rudimentary access to communicating to the world.
1: Yeah, I th- I think in later years like um a- after her a- assistant died or mm. or like retired and she had others that she was able to communicate but her field of uh, of influence definitely waned after that first uh, after her main assistant Right, went away. Right, it's kind of like this arc, and then like when the assistant leaves, is when huh. it goes down. When, okay. and she, she kind, kind of fades. She got less
0: less controversial, you would say. Yeah, or less popular. It was like, less, less. Popular yeah. yeah. So, okay, can you explain to me why Helen Keller was so popular? Because I don't really get
1: it. Well, it, it was because she overcame her disabilities oh, okay. uh, and became like you know able to communicate you know deaf dumb and which blind. at the time which, she was alive was a much greater feat than it is today right like today there's more resources back then of yeah. course she was a unicorn yeah it was like oh my yeah God. but she was born to a wealthy family that's right. why they were able to have an assistant and yeah. teach her yeah okay yeah
0: huh wow fascinating so helen keller what what what? What made you think that this is a possibility that the assistant is totally off a rocker well, and just using this girl for her own political or personal way of getting her po- views
1: across or whatever? Yeah. Well, originally, it did stem from I, I forget which YouTube video it was, but mm-hmm. it was just like you know some guy like saying like, "Oh yeah, Helen Keller's a fraud." I'm like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. And I'm like, well, oh, let, let's That's look br- into it. Yeah, okay. Like, I won't dismiss it right away, but I'll be like, I'll do some research. And then the more research I did, it was like, you oh, okay, you know, it kind yeah. of, the points connected. It, it did make sense logically. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, it's not like, I, I don't think it's like, it, it is what it is. I it, we yeah. can't change it now. Like they've been dead for 60 a plus years. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things, the possibility that somebody was lying? Yeah. It's not that big a deal, right? No. It's not that big a deal. It's just it's sad when it is in the case of someone's legacy, right? Yeah. Helen Keller is ridiculously famous, yeah. right? She and she did so much good for the world and she was a inspiration to so many and I hate. Yeah, I don't like it when people try and ruin those reputations.
1: I am. I'm, I'm not trying to like step on mm-hmm. <laughs> on her uh, overcoming her disability because right. that definitely did happen. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm not saying that she didn't. You know, break out of her uh, out of her disability. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that I believe the that her assistant might not have been twisted. And, yeah. What what was going on?
0: Interesting. Honestly, I'm
2: you've almost sold me on this. From what I've heard it's definitely just like Bigfoot, not that far-fetched of an idea. <laughs> I also Okay, don't. well, let's not
0: compare them too closely because <laughs> an entirely new species and somebody lying, that's different.
2: But not even yeah. lying, just being led into a certain political uh, avenue, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I hear you. I hear you. Fascinating. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was some doozies. Those were some doozies, and wow. Let's let's segue, let's segue here, Zach. Do you have an interesting fact about Segway,
2: Zach? Yeah. Did you guys know that the inventor of the Segway died by driving his Segway off a cliff? Wow. He says that every time we segue. Oh.
0: It's great. I laugh every time. In my head, I
3: laugh.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. The reason you're here is because we all do the same thing together, right?
1: Sit around a table and talk.
0: Sit around a table and talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you are an avid member of the the Dungeons and Dragons community. I'd say so. You would say so. Are you? <laughs> would you consider yourself a professional dungeon master? No.
1: I <laughs> I think that's a ridiculous concept. Uh, I I think if you're charging people to play games, I'm not naming any names, but there's places in Abbotsford that do that uh then I, it's uh, a little ridiculous. Well it was only like two stores. So <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> not yourself. naming any names. <laughs> I'm not naming any names. Uh I I think that's a little ridiculous. I yeah. You know, Okay. Do it for the fun, not for the not for the fortune. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I want to agree with you and I love just the idea of the storytelling and the adventure and the the bonding that people can get with Role-playing games with sitting around a table and sharing time and a story and a common goal, but I feel like there is a point where if you if you want to pay for a higher level experience, and you know because it could be just you know your buddy he DMs he throws something together out of a book or he makes something up and you're like oh that was great you know a couple hours later that yeah. was awesome but if you want like a really like Matt Mercer level experience i feel like you should be able to pay for that if you want to
1: sure the way i think of it is the games that i'm running now i wouldn't charge for if it was a if i had a set location that i could set up that would be like thematic with like high-end maps and i do have high-end maps but like i i'll just bring those along to wherever i'm playing then yes, potentially, you know, charge for that space, mm-hmm. um, but I think as a as a DM, if you're going into your friendly local game store to run games, you shouldn't be charging. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the idea is to bring together a community at the game store, uh, not so much to sell your game yeah. or, or sell your and the experience that you're going to give players if i was hosting it myself then i think that's a different story
2: yeah and it's also a community of people that already i mean maybe this is a prejudice that i'm projecting but uh a community of people who have already felt like outsiders <laughs> for most of their lives like like nerd culture that's kind of what it's built around right is right. is people that were bullied and like it's that place might, belong that's becoming yeah. probably a little bit less true as the years go on. Like Dungeons and Dragons especially is a pretty fashionable thing now. It's yeah. it's in. But, it's really in. It's hip. Yeah, I love it. But if you take people who don't have, you know, great social skills and tell them you got to pay ten bucks to have this experience that you've wanted to do your entire life but were too yeah. scared, like, they're just not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You think they're not going to do it? something that they've always wanted to do but they haven't had the courage to if i had to pay to play dungeons and dragons for the first time i probably never would have played dungeons and dragons for the first time for the
0: first time yeah, yeah. but if you're someone like the three of us yeah. and you've been doing it for years and you know what you're doing and you can just sit down at a table and say hey i want like the I would
2: i would pay money to play a dungeons and dragons game run by brendan lee again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the folks that don't know, he is uh, the dungeon master for
0: multiple uh, campaigns. But yeah, the on Dimension, the 20 podcast. Dimension Twenty, Dimension yeah. Twenty podcast, Dimension Twenty show on the uh, Dropout app, and co- sponsored by College Humor. Uh, this is not a sponsor, but <laughs> they I have wish. some really great content. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm actually show.
1: Phenomenal. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lots of nerd culture. It's great.
0: Yeah. Check it out, folks. Uh but yeah, sorry. Continue. Whatever we were saying.
1: I, I don't think that like n- nerd culture has become such mainstream now. Yeah. Like yes. you know, twenty years ago you wouldn't have had like you know, the Marvel oh cinematic universe. You wouldn't have had like D and D breakout like like it has. Like I think nerd culture has been brought into the mainstream and well, like, you know, ten years ago you could probably have said like, you know, it it's built by people who have been bullied and whatnot. I don't think that's really true anymore. I think, yeah. you know, it's kind of, like, reversed. Like, if you're not into nerd culture, you are, are probably going to be bullied in if you're, like, in school. Yeah, like, if yeah. you haven't seen the last Avengers movie. Yeah. It's like,
0: what are you doing? Yeah, it's movie? a total flip. Yeah. 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 Now, if you're not a nerd, it, well, it's always interesting because there's some... Nerd things where it's like, oh, everyone likes those, like the Marvel movies. And then there's some like, oh, you like that really niche thing? You're weird. Yeah. So it's still, there's still room to go. Yeah. There's yeah. still, we need more acceptance on a lot of things. But, you know, if, if you're a brony, that raises eyebrows, right? <laughs> that raises yeah. eyebrows. So but, uh, what, uh,
1: what got you into D&D for the first time? That was my question. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was, oh, man. Like, eight years ago now, uh, my co-worker at the time, uh, when I when Target was still in Canada, shout out Target, uh, invited uh, invited me over. Like, he tried, like, multiple times, and it was still at that stage where it was, like, like, 5th edition wasn't out yet. It was, like, called D&D Next at that time. I, I don't oh, okay. know if you guys knew that. Yeah. My um, time. That but, but, was, like, uh, the playtest version. It was the playtest yeah. version, yeah. And I was, like, I, I remember saying to him, like... I, a couple times when he asked. I'd be like, no, I'm not a nerd. (laughs) And he'd be like, okay, well, if you change your mind. And then, uh, yeah, he would just, like, ask me again, and I was like, you know what, I don't have any plans Saturday. You know, I'll I'll come over and and play. And, uh, yeah, sat down, uh, picked up a wizard character sheet, and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah. What is it about D D that speaks to you. Oh, that was going to be my question.
0: <laughs> really, we're on yeah, the same page, just, dude. We yeah. should be
2: co-hosts. We should, we should have a podcast. <laughs> you, have guys a podcast. you
1: guys should.
0: I think you guys have really good
1: chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. That's yeah. that's a compliment. Um, yeah. What is what what's what brought you in? What kept you? You know, did you show up for the food and stay for the adventure? You
1: know, what what's the deal? <laughs> no, there, there was no uh, that. Like, I showed up with. Zero expectations. I was like, okay, you know, this he's probably gonna be there in like a wizard's hat. It's you know, (laughs) it's probably gonna be a little weird, but did he? No, no, uh, (sighs) and it was like, you know, he handed me the uh, character sheet, he handed me the the cards, uh, like the spell cards, Mm -hmm. and it was it was great. Um, but the thing that, like, I don't know, like, I i love the collaborative storytelling aspect of it, I love the fact that. You know, this entire world can happen in your mind, but just because it happens in your mind doesn't mean it's not real.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it's cool for sure. Uh, I'll I'll put the same question to you, Russell, because I don't think we've actually ever talked about this. Like, I was waiting for Wesley to come on the podcast. Yeah, this was yeah. this is
0: our big D and D themed episode. D and D. We talked the first half of random other stuff, but like, let's get to the th- The brass tacks here, boys. Like, <laughs> yeah. What was the
2: question again. What uh, keeps you playing? Game? Oh, easy, easy answer. Cuz I can make a guess. Oh, please guess. Just having played with you for about a year <laughs> now, I would say power fantasy. Wow. Because you always play wow. these like really min-maxed characters. I do. That love to deal a lot of damage. Like you always love playing the hero. Maybe not like him. I like
0: being the villain too. Yeah,
2: exactly. But like the um, efficient machine. Is what you like. That is so fascinating. But because tell me if
0: I'm wrong. No, I. You're not wrong, um, because I do do that. But the it's, you
2: do do. I <laughs> uh, you said do do. <laughs> uh,
0: we're not cutting that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. So I'm. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I'll give you an answer. Um, I do. I do make min max characters because I'm. I'm of that mindset where I have to, like, push it to the extreme. Right? Right. Okay, how if I'm going to do this, how can I make it the best it's going to be, right? How can I, you know, when I made a, a Pathfinder character, you know, the DM was so mad at me because <laughs> I kept killing all the monsters. I'm like, it's all legal. I, that's, I just read the book. It's that's what I did, and I made it really cool. But, uh, yeah, no, I do, there is an element um, of that that I do enjoy, I don't know if it's a power fantasy.
2: Because the other thing, and I'm, I'm not saying it like a bad thing. I hope you're not taking a No, no, no. I,
0: I accept who I am.
2: <laughs> you're also not big into the role-playing aspect of it. Hmm. Like, I think the only time that you were was in the Theros campaign. You, your character seemed to have a lot of backstory that was tied into the world. Yes. But I think that was more because you came into the campaign after we had been playing it for some time. Yeah. So you were written into an already established world.
0: Yeah. But, yeah um th- that also plays into the the fact that i love writing the stories right the backstories yeah. so i will write an elaborate like two pager or three pager i'm like man this is i i was you know born on the summer solstice <laughs> under a full moon and this is my born. childhood friend and he betrayed me on the school year on the school playground he threw sand at me and that that shaped who i became and etc et et players like that and my oh, my my entire family was uh, you know murdered by uh, giant dwarves and something like whatever right yeah. I I just go crazy on that because I'm so I try to be imaginative and I love expressing myself in that way but yes I don't actually role play yeah that. while
2: you're playing the game that stuff never comes up yeah. no never yeah
0: yeah um, it's true. I don't, you know, I don't do funny voices usually. I did do one
2: once. Uh, you have one in my Starfinder game, but it's just you saying your name <laughs> in a gravelly voice. <laughs> I just, there's a lot of reasons. Um, one, um,
0: usually it's at a table with a bunch of other people that are all vying to roleplay and do their voices and have fun. I'm like, I, I don't have to be that person, so I'm just going to let everyone else do their fun thing, you know, and I'll just be the guy that... Pl- Loves the combat because I do love the combat. Probably yeah. my favorite part. But I do like the story. I do like the imagination, the collaboration. I I just I'm in my head really hard right now. Uh, what was I saying? What was the question? What keeps <laughs> you playing? Dude? Right. Yeah. No. I just I love the fact that I can essentially do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> With the power the, game. <laughs> it is the power game, but I also... I mean, the community is beautiful, right? Yeah. You get a lot of people that love doing the same thing as you are. All the mystical, magical elements are fun. I love the versatility of playing a magic caster. I used to play a druid, and I was a high-level druid, and I was awesome. <laughs> so, it's because it's interesting that you... Because you say I like just love the combat. Yeah. Before that, my old character, I played for a couple of years, and I, like, all I would do is try and, like, figure out how to use spells and have yeah. fun and roleplay, and those were the good old days. But yeah, now I just, I played as spellcaster for so long that now I just wanted to play, like, guys with big swords. Yeah. And that did a lot of damage, because I didn't do that before. Um, eventually I'll make, I'll not do a damage dealer. Not yeah. a min-maxer, but... I don't know. If, if I'm going to have a character, I might as well make him really powerful.
2: Yeah. I just would like to see you roleplay. Yeah, I, I don't I haven't really seen it
0: at the table. I mean, I feel like I did pretty good DMing the other day.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a different thing, though. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. As the DM, you are only roleplaying, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. It's tiring. How do you do it, Wesley?
1: <laughs> I, I live for it. That's That's the best part. Like, I know, like... You know, getting to be a player like occasionally is is good, but you know, mm-hmm. being being a DM is uh, is my bread and butter. But uh, I was gonna ask, follow up with you, what would makes you uh, keep playing D and I
2: well, I've probably been playing for the least amount of time between the three of us, most likely, um, and I don't think I really. <laughs> it sounds really cheesy, but I don't think I came into my own as a player until. We started the Theros campaign, Mm. and I was playing Gunther. That's when things kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, this is why I like it. Because I was playing a character that, personality-wise, struggled with things that I struggle with. Okay. Like I like creating characters like that where they struggle with the things that I struggle with and then I can kinda work through it in that way. Yeah. And you know, like it's funny, everyone's laughing, we're all having a good time. But for me, it's like, oh, I'm playing a washed up rock star nice. who's at the end of his life <laughs> and has nothing to show for it. And yeah, so I don't know, it's I think it's just the it's almost therapeutic in that way. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's that's a really
0: beautiful thing. I think people don't really understand it when you're trying to explain it to them, because then they never will, because you just have to experience it yourself. But there, you can get so much benefit, therapeutic or otherwise, out of playing Dungeons and Dragons or any role-playing game or just a collaborative storytelling event, right? I hear tons of stuff. You know, they play it in prisons, they play it in with with uh, at-risk kids, they they all sorts of things, and yeah. you're seeing uh, incredible results. These kids are getting out of their comfort zone. They're they're building bonds. They're building friendships. They're being imaginative. They're learning math. It's <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. it D and has such potential to become a tool to help people, as well as just a really fun thing to do. Yeah, it's a, yeah. probably one of my
2: top five for sure favorite hobbies, if not top two. Yeah, D D yeah. is the only reason that I have a social life right now. Mm. It's like when my wife and I moved to BC now four years ago we had no friends right and we only had friends when my wife started working with another pe- person that we play with yeah and she was like do you want to come play D yeah. and that's how i met everybody that i know now <laughs> yeah the fascinating yeah. and
0: there's so many stories like that though. yeah so many people all they have to do is take that one little step get out of your comfort zone and boom you're ex- exposed to an entire community entire industry that you can make unlimited friends especially with the internet well
1: yeah it it's pretty surreal like you talk about like the butterfly effect like Mm. you think like think back to getting into D, &D and like you know meeting like the the community and you know growing with the community it's it's you know incredible yeah it's a
0: it's an endless hobby if you want it to be right i always say to people you can either put no effort into it and still like it or you can put all your effort into it and still (laughs) like it. You know, and even when it comes to, you know, financials, it's like, you can put zero dollars into it and still have a good time or you can put, you know, thousands and buy all the cool high-tech stuff and all the books and all the, all the the you know those cool tables with the TVs in them yeah. and yeah. and all sorts of stuff and like the fancy dice that are made out of fossilized dinosaur bone or something <laughs> like that. Those are a thing. Those yeah, are I a know thing. they are
1: and they are ridiculous oh, and it's I love it. So ridiculous. <laughs> like oh yeah, just ten thousand dollars for a you know a standard dice set. Yeah, not a big a fan. thing that you're gonna throw onto a table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh yeah, buy our diamond encrusted uh, dice. They're yeah, they're pretty cheap, only twenty five grand.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Some people buy them. Yeah, which is nuts. I'm I I'm always of the mindset: if people want it, make it. Yeah. and then you always think, okay, well, I didn't know I needed this until I it existed. Well, there you go, folks. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: I I have a question for you though, Wesley. Okay. Um, explain in as short or as long as you want what D and D is, because a lot of people listening don't get it.
1: So what's the pitch that you give people? Well, I've, I think we already talked about it, but like if I'm introducing it to new players uh, or new people who have never experienced a tabletop RPG before, mm-hmm. uh, you're basically just sitting around with friends telling a story and then you use dice to affect the outcome of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, It's just D&D or tabletop as a very bare-bones basic. Uh, and you can have it in any setting, like D&D is typically a f- fantasy setting, yeah. but uh, sci-fi, space, noir, uh, you know, what, whatever you want. Old West. You yeah. know, I've played in all those settings and, you know, you can tell even like a, a 80s cop movie if you wanted to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's all it is. You're just yeah. using the dice to, you know, say, oh, I want to, you know, shoot an arrow at that guy uh, and the dice will say whether you hit or not. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Or even the outcome
2: of a social situation as well. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know it would be
0: fun? If life worked like that. Like, hey, I'm going to go talk to that person. Mm, I'm going to leave it up to chance. There should be an option. You know? <laughs> I don't have to be good at talking. I'm just like, I'm just going to roll. I'm going to roll for I rolled it. a
2: 17, so you have to go on a
1: date with me. <laughs> Used it on Tinder. Did not work. <laughs> Ooh. That's not a 17, I, I said natural 20. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not, not I got that a nat 1 player. on that. On <laughs> that <laughs> charisma check. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it's kind of like if you if you join, like, a like a secret society and then you just learn all the language that goes with it and you got, like, the fun yeah. little pins that you wear. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're, like, in Freemasons or something. <laughs> and then you got the pin with the... What is that? Uh, what's that thi- The compass? No. What's the thing where... Uh,
2: you're talking about the Freemason symbol, yeah, the, that like is the a triangle. Compass. Yeah, is that's a compass? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I almost joined once. Wow. Yeah,
0: um, I, did. I decided free... to start a podcast instead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, that close. <laughs> it was. I like one I met, way or the other. <laughs> I like. I had meetings. I like learned some of the literature. I had to memorize stuff, wow. and I was like in the the phase, like the in between phase between like first starting and like joining, mm-hmm. like. Taking like wearing the belt the apron and everything,
3: wow,
0: you know, and then they would like invite you to meals, and you would hang out anyways it's cool it's actually I find it really interesting you can if you want to know more, you can email me at the modern wrestling podcast <laughs> at gmail dot com or hit us up on instagram um I don't know that much, but it was fun, it was a fun experience, but they meet like every week, weird, and'm like I don't have time to meet every week, yeah Ugh. <sighs>
1: can't be part of the freemasons then
0: no i can't well they're pretty lax like if yeah. you can't make the meetings whatever you know it's yeah. you can still be part of it but i don't know it's it's just that you know whether it's D D or that it's just it's community right it's building a network it's building friendships it's building relationships and and uh, a support system and getting yourself out there which is i think is important in anything yeah. right? what was my point before i started I no talking idea. about this Oh, right, because it's, like it's like a, D&D it's, is like yeah. a secret society oh, where because okay, like, right. you know the lingo, and it's yeah. like, oh man, nat 20, nat you're one. such a nat 20 man, I'm like, what is, and if you don't know what that is, you're like, what are you talking about, dude, and then you're like, oh, it's a thing, yeah. but, and then you say it, and then someone gets it, and
2: they're like, it's like, hey, <laughs> we're friends now, <laughs> Yeah, we're friends. Oh, man. So you are somewhat of a, uh, quote unquote, forever DM, but you,
1: you enjoy it. I, I do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I like because it's more to there. There is more to D and D than just like collaborative storytelling. Like as a DM, you can do like world building and yeah. like customize monsters and customize NPCs mm. and like develop a another world. Uh, like there's yeah. people who like have written languages for their D and D games, and it's it's incredible what people have come up with. I'm not that far into it. Um, but, uh, I do enjoy that, that side of it. I do enjoy building up a, yeah. a world and letting people kind of play in the sandbox. That
2: yeah. Build. That's been so far and I haven't been doing it that long, but that's been my favorite part of doing Starfinder is the stuff that you guys haven't seen Mm. all of the google docs that i have sitting at home of just like pages and pages of like lore and everything like yeah it's so much fun to just create a world and then like we sit down at the table and i know everything that's going Mm -hmm. on and you guys are like theorizing Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh they're so wrong or oh they're hitting the nail on the head like yeah Yeah. it's a lot of fun but so you value that more than you value actually playing the
1: game? I I do enjoy playing the game. Uh I think like if I'm a player, I'm not going to no offense, Russell, I'm not going to like make a min-max character. Right. Um like You want to make I, a fun one? Yeah, I'll make a fun one. Like I I think if you're playing as a player, uh failing is the best thing that you can do. <laughs> mm. Like last night when we failed on the on the motorcycle <laughs> bike. <laughs> Uh, like that, that's the moments that I live for as, yeah. as a player. It's putting yourself into terrible situations <laughs> and then trying to figure out a way out of it. Uh, yeah. you know, that, that's where I think creativity is, uh, and maybe we talked about this last night, but. Um, creativity is best when you have restrictions in in place like if you put Mm. limitations on what you can do that's where you can be most creative it drives creativity
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah. I completely agree
1: yeah Uh, it's it's the age old
0: thing right if you are given endless options then you don't choose any
1: yeah Yeah. but
0: if you have a set physics and rules then you work within that and you say oh I can do this and that and you it fuels imagination yeah. I agree. Yeah, I also agree. Interesting. I had another question, um, but if Zach, if you have them, go ahead. I have nothing. Um, give me a minute.
1: Well, I I have a question for. Oh please, you guys <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so you guys have uh, I think just started DMing. Is that right?
0: I I did some. La- I've done some over about. I'm, uh, sorry, uh, about a year. I've okay. dm off and on for about a year.
1: For about a year.
2: Yeah, oh, okay. and I started a homebrew campaign for my first ever campaign which was a huge mistake if anybody's listening to the podcast and wants to try dming run a pre-written module first so that you can get a hang of what it's like to run a game <laughs> and then do it yeah because it fizzled out after like three sessions okay. I, I could just tell that nobody we were playing with was that interested in it and yeah 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 so, so yeah Starfinder is like my first actual foray into okay. running a game yeah, oh.
0: I had, I, I've done a lot of, not a lot, but many one-shots, because um, I enjoy one-shots. I don't, I mean, I would enjoy a campaign as well, but I've started one campaign, we didn't get very far, like only a okay. couple sessions in. So, I've been DM'd to multiple groups, uh, you know, I've done I've done it with strangers, I've done it with friends, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't have a ton of experience. Sure. But, like, the game that I ran the other day, yeah, I made it all up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's pulling shit off the top of your head. <laughs> like and being I, like, Oh yeah, laying down the railroad track in front of you. Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I had like even the same date, I had like a bare bones idea of what I was <laughs> doing, and you know, I'm like, Yeah, there's gonna be turnips involved and he's gonna do things. But uh, as as a as a fellow DM has told me many times, your plan's not gonna work. No. Okay, it's all gonna fall to pieces as soon as you start because your players are gonna ruin everything. So don't plan that far ahead.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, what, what's been, uh, as uh, DM, what's been the most uh, entertaining or most fascinating thing that your players have done that you weren't expecting them to do?
0: <sighs> For me, I would say the default to monotony. Okay. Uh, and I'll explain that. In the sense that I have an amazing, you know, combat scene set up with cool monsters and cool backstories for the villains, and then no, 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 we're gonna sit in the bar, we're gonna drink for an hour, and then do rand talk to random people. <laughs> Can't relate. Uh, then we're going to uh, go look at cows in a field. I made the cows cool; they're like magical cows. But uh, and then we're gonna go gamble at the casino, and then we're gonna go shopping. With the money we won at the casino, and uh, yeah, then we're gonna go home because it's been four hours in real time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I just I've have had it's happened so many times uh, where I, I, you guys want to like pull on that thread of you know maybe going on a cool adventure. No 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 no, we're gonna go gamble at the casino. We're gonna go talk to some old lady on the street, and maybe she has a cool story thread that we can pull on. So for me, it's that it's the it's the instant. Sidetracking and defaulting to monotony, even though they know there's something cool that I set up
2: for them. I've literally
0: got the map in front of them. Yeah. I'm like,
2: ah, let's go do something else. Yeah, those sessions are always really memorable too, though. For me, when you get to the end of the session and you're like, "Wait, did we even fight anything the whole time?" Mm-hmm. Just because, like, that's been my experience with T and D is like, it the session usually ends in combat. Right. That's usually how it goes. So, like, it's it always feels nice to me when we finish a session and I'm like, "Wait." we didn't have to fight anything today. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. It's, um... And I've been in
0: long-term campaigns, like four or five-year campaigns, and there are some nights you just shop. You just go to the store, and you, like, talk to the shopkeeper, and you're like, oh, what's this thing do? And then the DM's got to pull some random (laughs) magic item out of his butt. And it's like, oh, I want to buy that. Oh, you don't have to have money. Well, (laughs) let's steal it. Oh, well, okay. And then just shenanigans. But, yeah, I've... Hour long, you know, four hour long shopping sprees, it all sorts of all sorts of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, It's just how D and D goes. Yeah,
2: I think for me the the two things that immediately came to mind, uh, and I got to tread lightly here. Mm. For the first one, not really. Uh, the motorcycle thing was just the most ridiculous thing. Like, so these two guys were riding together on a motorcycle around a racetrack, and they. Uh, the The racetrack uh, went underneath itself, and so they were like, "Let's hit the brakes, endo this bike, and launch ourselves into the bike that's chasing us." <laughs> uh, failed miserably. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was a really fun moment. Uh, the other thing that I wasn't expecting, that I hadn't prepared for, was players glossing over very obvious things that are happening right in front of them yeah. so like last night I had this encounter designed where uh, the players were going to go down into a hedge maze where they there were very hungry predatory cats uh, but they started on a platform a glass ceiling to that room and I was very clear I said you walk into the room onto a glass floor looking down onto the map that I've drawn in front of you in the center of the room there are four tur- four machines that look like turrets And ahead of you is a door. Almost everybody went straight for the door, walking right past the turrets. Mm -hmm. Which was insane, because the turrets were the linchpin for the encounter, because the turrets were laser pointers meant to guide the, by the way, way overpowered cats. You guys were not going to kill those cats. Mm -hmm. They were way above your CR. That's what you think. (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's possible that you guys could have done it but i intentionally over overpowered them because i didn't want you guys to fight them but everybody
1: went right downstairs without even checking i i have a a reason for that and i've kind of uh learned it over the uh the years that i've been running the game uh, you had the map on the table yeah and the turret wasn't on the yeah. map so people mm. just uh, looking at it most people are like visual very visual yes. uh so if you tell them oh hey there's a a turret in here or uh like i've used like gears before as well yeah. and i didn't have them shown on the map so players just av- like, oh okay her, it's yeah. it's, they think it's, it's, it's not there it's yeah it yeah. it doesn't really matter Um, And that, I think, is the reason why we all bypassed it. Yeah,
2: and it was funny, too, because, like, I I initially described the room, and then a couple people were like, all right, I go for the door, and I go downstairs. And I was like, okay, so you walk past the turrets and go into the door. Like, I made sure to be like, there's Mm -hmm. turrets in this room. Yeah, I picked up on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think for sure what you're saying, Wesley, is true. I also think that there's always going to be a sensation for players If if you have a maze in front of you and an obstacles and an objective, before you're even done explaining what's going on, they already think they know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? They already think they have a solution. They're strategizing in their brain. They have a way they're gonna do it. They they think it's gonna succeed, even though they haven't tried, and they're just gonna go with it. Yeah. So there's a bit of that as well, because people Another thing to, you know, say to your point of, you know, what has surprised you being a DM is people just do whatever they want, even yeah. if it's a bad idea, yeah. right? They don't stop to think about it, whatever. Yeah. And it, sometimes that ends up to be surprisingly creative and a fantastic, fantastic memory and you do something awesome or you just fail miserably and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm dead now. <laughs> i got to start building a new character. Yeah. Um, So, I think that's an aspect as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting it to happen so often because, especially with like my first experience DMing, I felt like I was underprepared. Like, I went into it and the players were asking me questions that I didn't have the answers for and like all this other stuff. Whereas now, like, I'm preparing quite a bit and like there's like quite a bit of stuff that you guys just ran right past. Mm-hmm. Last oh yeah. Last yeah, night, welcome
0: so. to being a DM. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that. whatever amazing story you have in your head, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. We have our own objectives in place. We just want to win, get money and get out.
3: Yeah.
0: And beat it's monsters. True. So, it's a fine line. I'm sure Wesley, you know that more than anyone. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: it it's just part of the the DM gig, right? Like mm-hmm. I I at, when I was first starting out, you kind of get that like Dunning Kruger effect. What uh, I does think that mean? that's uh, where, like, if you n- have learned a little bit about it uh, about a subject, you think you know a lot. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I do that all the time. Uh, and then as you learn more, you realize, oh, I know nothing about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I think after my my first few forays into DMing, it was more of like I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna ace this. <laughs> yeah. Now. Arrogance sets yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. And then you know, you, you fail forward uh, mm. and that's kind of the, the thing. Like you'll, you'll plan out like these extravagant things and then they'll go this way and you know, that, yeah. that's how it is. So I, instead of now what I've done is I've just started like doing like blueprints, like nothing like set in stone, yeah. but I'll just have like, you know, outlines of how things are supposed to be. And yeah. then I'll shade in that drawing if like they go down that path. And then I've got like ideas and whatnot that I can throw in to kind of flush that out. Mm -hmm. But
0: what, um, I mean, we're talking a lot about D and D and the minutia of it Mm -hmm. and how our experiences with it. What would you say is something that you take out of it that you can apply to your other aspects of your life? Oh,
1: organization hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think as a DM, you've like, you've got to be at least somewhat organized. Right. so like I've got like all my notes like arranged by like worlds and then places and then like sublocations in those cities and towns and you know all this and it like I know I just said like a blueprint of it but it is all just like a blueprint like yeah you know and then have general ideas. organization general yeah. ideas yeah mm. um yeah
0: yeah, yeah. interesting just, yeah yeah I, yeah I agree I agree um it's definitely uh, it trains you how to approach problems differently.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, and like, hey, you should be prepared for a lot of scenarios. But at the same time, things aren't going to go your way probably. And <laughs> yeah. that's okay. you got to be able to adapt and, and overcome, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you get the basic stuff, right? You, you've got simple communication skills. You've got problem solving. You've got creativity, imagination, basic math skills, collaborative uh storytelling so you have to work as a team, yep. which a lot of people struggle with. Oh yeah. Um in D and D and just in regular day to day things. You know? Yeah. You always have arrogant people that think they know how to do it and then it always is nice when they end up getting uh, stuck. Yeah. And then Some they have to ask for face. help. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I th- yeah, there's just a lot of things that D and D helps with and I think it's a really powerful tool that we can use to better a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back to the minutiae of it though. Sure. What is what's your favorite thing to create? Because for me, I love designing magic items. I love designing monsters. Yep. You know, I don't really care about uh, you know making homebrew subclasses or making scenarios or role playing or NPCs. Sometimes NPCs, but for the most part, I just like making stuff. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I, I see something on the side of the road. Oh, it's a bucket. Hmm What if that bucket wasn't just a bucket? What if it was a bucket of doom? <laughs> and if you jump in the bucket you get sucked to another wormhole location. Or maybe it's uh uh it's a seed and you drop the seed in the ground and the giant uh beanstalk, beanstalk shows up and you have to climb the beanstalk and yeah. whatever, right? It's just yeah. I don't know. It's unlimited imagination. So what what's your what's the thing that you like to do the
1: most? It's like, it's building stories around my player characters' backgrounds mm. and, like, tying it all together and, like, fitting it into the story. I think, like, that is where I kind of, like, really enjoy, like, getting into that aspect of it and, like, building those those blueprints for the stories ahead. Like, the one of the games that I'm running right now... Like my character, my players have all given me like really good backstories, and I'm like w- slowly uh, playing behind the scenes to work them all together and tie it together and have their, you know, the the villains from their backstories come together one one by one and like playing that out and whatnot. Um, I I think that is the the like the core of it, the, the really exciting part. So I love when players give me like these really dynamic and interesting backstories where it, it doesn't have to be like very like set in stone. Like I did this, I went here, I killed this person. This person doesn't like me. Um, It's more like the, the thing I encourage my players to do is ask questions with their backstories Mm. and then I won't necessarily answer them but I'll give them questions back that they'll answer. Hmm. Uh, And then that will affect how the story goes and where it goes. So someone who I might have originally planned to, okay, this guy could be a a villain, right, ends up being a a friend, and that's happened before with, coincidentally, an NPC named Sebastian. (laughs) So (laughs) just tying all the way back to the beginning of the episode. that's not a sign, I don't know what is Yeah, He's coming back. Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah, and um, that's that's wow. really the like I said the core of it. That's what I I enjoy getting into. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you just on a on a broader scale? If you have anything else on that Zach? no. Go ahead.
2: Okay.
0: Um, I one of the best things about the industry is the fact that it's an open source world. Mm. I I personally for me I like that. Right. We we've discussed on the podcast uh, before. You know, right to repair and how how um there is a distinct benefit to having as many people involved in the creation as possible yeah right and you could have a beautiful product and then you could somebody could have it and then say oh i know how to fix this i know how to make it better right away and then they do so i think that that's just a part that is really intriguing to me right and i think that it's something that we should move towards more as a society, a more open source world, yeah, right? We should all be collaboratively sharing in the creation and the 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 uh, efficiency and the fixing of things, right? I just love that. So, yeah. I didn't have... There wasn't a question in there. I just wanted to say that. Um, sure. I don't know. It's cool. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and... Uh, like, with, in, (laughs) relating it to D&D, is, you know, it, it's not just a, you give me a character background, and Mm. I take it and go with it. Like, I'll go back and I'll ask you questions, like, you know, two episodes, two episodes, uh, (laughs) two sessions in, or, you know, eight sessions in, and I'll check in with, with you as, as players, and be like, hey, is this okay? I'm planning, like, I, I won't reveal things that I want to keep hidden mm-hmm. but I'll talk with the players and I'll be like hey is this something that you'd be interested in oh you mentioned that you want to get this item you know this would be how your character knows how to get this item or you know that that sort of thing and just work with them because it is like we said before collaborative storytelling right so yeah. everyone should be involved it shouldn't be one person being master of secrets and then like slowly unwinding the, the fishing line.
0: Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah.
1: We what should do, you, do a campaign. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, yeah. When I haven't you, played
2: with you for more than a couple sessions. So yeah, I,
1: I think we started the uh, the one campaign and then life events happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: You know,
0: so Things always get in the way. That's how life goes. Yeah. What do you see as one or two of the big issues that are facing the D&D community?
1: I think people, like, so D&D 5e has been out for, like, seven, six years now, something like that. Uh, I think people are trying to make 5th edition more than it's supposed to be. Like, 5th edition was designed to be, like, a complete overhaul of, like, the D&D system and make it, like, I think it's hugely successful. It brought all of us into play DD yeah, without it, it, it i wouldn't be here yeah it did its job right um but i think people are wanting a, a system that gives them more than what fifth edition was designed for and that's the main issue so like the complaints that you'll see about fifth edition like online and whatnot that's stems from what it's been limited to when what, what it's been designed right. for mm. um and there, there's things about 5th edition that I disagree with that I'm like, mm, I, I don't like that aspect, right. and, you know, I'd, I'd change this. Um, but I think a rework's definitely needed. There is one coming, but... Yeah, what is it,
0: um, 5.5 edition? 5.5 or,
1: 5 or 6, or, okay. uh, you know, the 50th anniversary. Sure. Is that 50 think years already? 74. Oh. Yeah. So 2024 is when the next one comes. Okay. The way I see it happening is just that... 'Cause with
2: books like Xanathar's and Tasha's, mm-hmm. like they changed a lot of the character creation rules in those books. Right. Or put like alternate rules in. Yeah. I think whenever whatever this next edition comes out, I think all that that's gonna be is they're gonna take those rules and put it in the core rule book. Yeah. And because they've already said that whatever new edition is gonna be backwards compatible with all the other material. Right. So, right.
1: Yeah. I, I think the like the biggest thing that's needed is like a rework of some of the classes mm. um so like ranger uh would need like a, a complete overhaul yeah. and i think sorcerer would too um i think those are like having played multiple games uh, multiple campaigns uh those have been the two most routinely weakest uh classes yeah. that i've seen mm. um races is is fine like i know what they're going for with like the fifth edition in five point five six, whatever you want to call it, um, I don't. I don't think that's so much the issue. And if people have an issue with that side of it, then the system's not really for them. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Hmm. Okay.
1: Like that. Like with uh, with D and D. D and D is more focused for like fighting monsters and like the combat side of it. Whereas if you're wanting to tell like an 80s cop movie then savage worlds might be a better system for you for for that sort of thing mm. um there's advantages are pros and cons to to every system right yeah. so yeah.
0: do you think that we're still as a community fighting some of the stigmas that we've had and from the past since 74 no no no. You think it's we've gone past that? We've moved past it. I,
1: I think uh, like social media has been a big help for that. Like shows like Critical Role and Dimension Twenty, um, you know those those shows have really helped grow the yeah. the brand um, and made it more more mainstream. So yeah.
2: and help people it, see that it's not like a yeah. satanic ritual that it was. Made <laughs> well, up I to mean, me.
1: occasionally we'll do that. But well, of
2: course, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. It's just yeah. not
1: every session. Yeah. I mean, it gets a little ridiculous cleaning that much blood out of your carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't rent a carpet cleaner every week. Yeah. You should just
0: buy one of that. Before. Honestly. Yeah. You can't,
1: because then, uh, you know, it gets clogged.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> All yeah. the iron. Honestly, we're running out of goats in the area. Yeah. yeah. Truly. For the folks listening, that was a joke. <laughs> we do not Does that do, do to satanic be rituals. I don't know, maybe. I don't know who, how many people take take this seriously. I mean, irregardless, irregardless.
1: Uh, man. Yeah, the only goats that show up at my game are these two.
0: Hey. hey. I am gruff sometimes, I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, man. I love talking about d and I apologize to the audience that don't know anything about this, <laughs> but I would hope that this, uh propels anyone listening to maybe check it out yeah i hope oh, this yeah.
1: was a good advertisement yeah swing by nerd haven games every sunday yeah.
0: i was gonna say speaking of advertisements you want to put a little pitch in for you your new project there was sure yeah
1: uh well every uh every sunday we'll be uh hosting uh D one shots at nerd haven games in abbotsford so come on by and uh and play some games it'll be it'll be fun what time is it uh, twelve to four. I think's uh, what we're aiming for. We've right. got a character creation workshop this Sunday, but I imagine that the uh, podcast will come out a little bit after that. Yeah, uh,
2: likely. Yeah.
1: yeah, most likely. Yeah.
0: Um, do you? How, why do you feel the need to not only just consume the hobby and be a part of it, but also to give back and be
1: active in the in the community? That's kind of how like I was brought into it. Uh, like it was. Uh, a friend encouraging me to come in and play and mm-hmm. teach me and give me the tools that I had to run games myself. Um, and I just have always subscribed to that like pay it forward mentality yeah. uh, and I think that's you know that's how we grow as a as a society as a community. Like if you're very closed off and like gatekeeping, Uh, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're not going to branch out. You're not going to get new experiences, new, new friendships. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what it's all about for me. Just meeting new people. Having a good time. Absolutely. Building relationships. (sighs) Ah, love that. Okay. Uh, Anything else on D&D? No. Okay. Was there, uh, was that your shout out or did you have anything else you wanted to shout out? Your media... Uh, <laughs> my suggestion media. the my segment that we have. never do we Man. sometimes do but by the end of the uh two hour plus conversation there's usually yeah. something they've already shouted out. Yeah, i'll true.
1: uh i'll shout out uh the be more society they're a mental health or- organization that uh right. sponsors uh <laughs> sponsors uh people who can't really afford mental health therapy sessions so yeah, it's uh it's a good uh good place. If you want you can donate to it. Uh you know, a quick Google search or I can give you guys a, a link to it. To yeah I know it. I know it well. Yeah, you yeah. talked it'll about be it. The the podcast. Podcast.
0: I've I've already given them shout outs on here. Yeah, oh wow well, I mean, you know, know, we should yeah. put it in the show notes again though, because so, it's a one Yeah, sure. it'll be in the show notes, folks. Check out uh, the description on the episode. Uh we will definitely not uh last what I was gonna say. But well, yeah, support them. Defor we'll we we'll definitely def- have it in the Yes, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. um, the other question we always ask is, who do you want to see on this podcast? Uh, We've
1: already had the cream of the
0: crop with you sitting here. The cream of the crop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, if you guys uh, can reach out to them, uh, Be More Society, because I know you guys yeah. have talked about uh, wanting to have people who you know, have... Uh, Mental ha- health backgrounds uh, with mm-hmm. them, so uh, yeah, I think they'd be uh, yep. good people to to have on. Yeah, yeah, talk I about, agree. Yeah. I
2: mean, we've already talked about them twice. We should probably just try and get someone from the Be More Society on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah.
0: we. Uh, I will reach out for them to them for sure. I um, yeah, I think they're what they're doing is powerful. Yeah, um, yeah. Donate. Check on check on your friends, folks. If yeah. you're if you're worried, check on your friends. Reach out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, whether you're playing role playing tabletop games <laughs> or you're playing or you're just playing the game of life, Yeah. reach out to your friends. It's all about community. If there's one, uh, oh, I had a good line.
2: Uh, oh yeah, I got it. Uh, sometimes when you're trying to remember something, you look right at me, <laughs> Like not... I live in your brain. <laughs> I <laughs> wish. You know what I'm talking
0: about. It's I Come on. <laughs> oh that'd be great actually mm, you wouldn't like that yeah i don't know no uh, vice a versa. Mess. i get that Neuralink chip then we'll be good so you remembered it uh i did um i had i thought this a funny line uh we love our friends and we love our followers but most of all just love each other
2: yeah
3: that's it nice. yeah all right good podcast good podcast